0: Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at UnderdogFantasy.com.
1: Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. I you. I you. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime, prime time. It's XL prime time. Featuring Joe C, Dang.
2: Matt Hayes, big asses, no. big thighs, yeah,
1: Mia O'Brien,
2: bent over and let it happen,
1: and Leon Searcy. Yeah. They were smelling themselves. Oh. Like now? Like now? oh, Leon
3: led us right into that one when he said they were smelling themselves. Well, you know what we're doing right now? We're smelling some good barbecue, uh, courtesy of one of your old line mates. Uh, Rich Tilsky, we will definitely zero in on that. But welcome in a golf club of Southampton Wednesday. Uh, We crawl closer to the Super Bowl. Uh, Not really football this weekend, but you definitely have football to look forward to next Sunday. And we're going to start handing out our primetime props today, and we're going to play for some prizes, have some fun. So you Nooners hopefully will stick around, and I always like to come up with a, a number of different props and see if we can't play for some beer prizes, some golf, whatever I can throw in uh, the prize hat out of the closet, we will definitely do it. But we get into our show today and talking a little bit about the Super Bowl, the all-time Super Bowl team. We're going to talk about these prospects that are coming out of the state of Florida. How good can they be? But set it up, <laughs> sirs. So the special well, tray of Well, of listen, first, over of of here.
4: first of all, he's my line mate. He's my brother. We've, <laughs> we've destroyed many a D tackle together and linebacker and DN. We've had, we've had verbal <laughs> and nonverbal co- communications. You're talking about a guy. You want to talk about development. You're talking about a guy, undrafted, free agent on a scout team starter.
3: It's unbelievable. We asked him, did you go to the senior bowl? He said, no. Nope. Undrafted,
4: Not free agent, scout team starter. And I, I mean, I, yeah, that had a lot to do with the coaching staff, but had a lot to do with Rich. Is determination, scrappy, fought, got his hands dirty. <laughs> hey, there's no other man I would have trusted to have my back in, in those games of Rich Tilson. Oh man, I my
3: appreciate brother. that,
5: my brother. Hey, brother, man.
6: absolutely, hey, yeah. appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's great,
3: great. Well, let's just at least start out with that question. Undrafted, and <clears throat> Leon, you went to the Shrine Bowl. I went right? to the East West Shrine Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, he was projected as a first-round pick. But what? How hard was it to be a guy that people would actually notice? You didn't get invited to the combine, right? None of that, right? So I had one linemate in college, Jed DeVries, who got
6: invited to the blue-gray game, I think it was Mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah. And uh, he was getting sought after with Cleveland. And um, I had some teams interested. um, And it's kind of like in high school, I had a college interested by them coming to look for somebody else. Yeah. And uh, so, again, that started the journey. And then, of course, you know, uh, I was signed 10 minutes after the draft. Uh, I didn't get drafted. I didn't go to the Combine. I, you know, I was going to be a practice squad player for sure. I was a little bit yeah. undersized, but I was a scrapper, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Nuts and bolts. So, I just, you know, I went till they told me, you know, I can't go no more, yeah. you know. And uh, um, so, again, the good thing about being undrafted, not, you know, if there is a positive with it is then you decide what team you go right. to, exactly. you know. And so, I kind of sat down with my, my agent, Derek Fox, and we were – Scouting the draft, and you know Mm -hmm. Dallas had Dallas wanted me. uh, Wayne Fonts, Detroit, Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, and then Mm -hmm. um, with what New England took in the draft, and Parcells was a coach then. That's where we decided to go because they took a a tackle in the seventh round, and they uh, there was two of us uh, that they draft or uh, signed on or signed free agent. Mm -hmm. Big kid out of uh, I think he was at UConn or whatever, and then of course me. What was your height and weight? I was 6'5", 275 coming See, out. Of isn't that college. crazy? Mm-hmm.
2: Now wow. it's like if they're not three ten, yeah, they, right. they don't even want to look at you, right?
6: Mm-hmm. And so that that was kind of the the recipe that yeah, you're gonna need to go in and work hard, you know. And I just I got a shot, you know. Mm-hmm. I was I was signed to be camp bait, um, and all. And truth be told, I was there for you and actually got it in, got injured in 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 practice, but uh, I played through it just you know get your knee drained every day mm-hmm. just because you know if if I go in the tub I'm you know I'm not I'm gone
3: like you're the classic example yeah oh, and
6: you know at that time I was I was married had my my you know my son my mm-hmm. oldest son uh, was born so and then uh that showed Parcell something mm-hmm. and then of course the next year we started uh getting ready to start training camp um he brought me in and said look at um you know he was bringing a lot of his guys over from the Giants and mm-hmm. uh not what or you know and um <clears throat> he said look if we're going to release you but i'm going to call tom you know and he said there's mm-hmm. there's another there's a team they're starting out fresh got a lot of guys and uh you know, the rest was history there. And a week later, I was in Stevens Point. And actually, me and Mike Geisler, another guard, mm-hmm. we were actually making fun of Eugene Chung because he was taking the expansion draft from us, <laughs> and he was, he was in camp already. We were bass fishing up there. And a week later, I go, so. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen.
4: I mean, my my, my brother's humble about this this fact. But the, the fact of the matter is that the guy that was in front of him was a guy they drafted. I ain't gonna say his name. He was a second round pick. And he mm-hmm. was struggling during the season, right? And, and the coaching staff actually came to yeah. me and say, hey, "Listen, we got to do something about about what's going on because we were already losing." So we was trying to mix and match guys in there that, within the offensive line to make sure we were a lot more secure running the ball and passing the ball. And, and one of the coaches came out and said, "Hey, what do you think about this guy Tilsky?" And I, I watched him in practice, scrapper, physical, got the hardest hands. I thought I had some hard hands. Got some hard <laughs> hands. For, and if you win, if you beat him, you have to win. Yeah. All right? So then when we, next thing you know, we're in practice together and we're working together, and all of a sudden when we had that chemistry, because you know that offensive line, the the guard and the tackle have got to be married. Okay. I say it's the most ugly wedding that could ever be assembled (laughs) by a man. All right? But you've got to love that person next to you. Y'all going to argue. Y'all going to fight. But y'all know when it's all said and done, y'all got to be together, cohesive to make it work. And that's what me and Ketilski were. So it Made it work.
2: as we get ready to talk a little bit about senior bowl projections, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other rich, you're probably the best to ask that tackle to guard to center flexibility along the offensive line. Number one, can it be developed? Number two, how did you kind of face? Where do you fit in along that puzzle?
6: So where I fit in is I was, uh, I was a guard and then I played center as well. Um, the other thing I had blessing gift call it is um uh, ambidextrous I could do a left I could come out of a left and right-handed stance so I was always the shift if Tony got hurt or Ben mm-hmm. got hurt I was over to left guard and then you know we're playing tackle and, and honestly we really didn't lose a whole lot there um it's kind of like unless you're a really really good center at the older the longer you get in your your career the more you move inside you know uh-huh. <laughs> the athletic ability mm-hmm. but uh um a little bit of tackle but again most of my deal most of it was guard and then of course you know my last year with 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 carolina i was a center uh, i started the first game as a guard and then of course somebody got hurt and i was the backup center then so and it was the end of my career
2: is it easy though like did, is it is it more difficult or easier than what people make it out
6: to? you know that's a great question um <clears throat> I was a better pass blocker out of a right-handed stance, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I was a no, better, better run blocker out of a left-handed stance. And just because right dominant foot, where it's at, where it's mm-hmm. placed when you're taking a set. So, um, and it, it was a, you know, the the good thing is, is I had one of the best, if not the best next to me. And that, that helps you. <laughs> it helps you a lot, you know, because it, it covers up um, the nuances and stuff that you're getting used to when you get in there Um you know, we had practiced against that, you know, together a, a mm-hmm. couple times during practice. But, you know, the thing is, is, you know, it was funny, As DeMarco got hurt, got hurt in practice, and they were actually going to call Novak in.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeff Novak. And I yeah. just
6: ran in. And they said, well, let's see what happens. And we ran a play and we blocked it. Make and your up. own luck. That's amazing. Guess, yeah. Make your
0: own luck. Hey, hey, yeah, so, so, Rich, Leon talks about this all the time the middle three. Um, explain to everybody out there right now what's that rock fight like, play by play in the middle three?
6: I always tell everybody you got to have a little prick in you, you mm-hmm. know, and no pun intended. But, right. Um you know it's um it it's that's that's where the men play, you know, on that offensive line and uh I wasn't a guy that talked a whole lot, but I was respected because I came off the ball and I usually won more than I than I lost, you know. Um mm-hmm. again, I wasn't the greatest, but where I where I didn't have maybe quite the feet that Leon or, or Tony had. You know, I'd box you. I'd fight you. It was a street fight to me, you know, and uh... – that was what I had. You, I mean, you, I was feeding families. Right? You, you,
4: you no. Listen, you, you need the bouncers, all right? Yeah. As much <laughs> as people talk about me and Tony on the outside, we weren't no bouncers, all right? We were the, the, the tackles were the prima donnas, all right? We didn't want none of that, none, none that mess inside. Me and right? Waddell were usually yeah, on the right. Those guys inside were the type of guys that hit you with a bar chair, yeah. throw you up out the club. That, you the, need the, those type <laughs> of guys interiorly because, yes. because that your running game is built on essentially how good your two guards and your center is.
3: <laughs> So, and what did Eddie O. used to say all the time? You know, uh, butcher, knives and, and yeah, butcher and, knives and bowling balls. Yeah, butcher knives and bowling balls. That's so, what they were. You had, the had to be. attitude of your team, that, too. Yeah, right? Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Yeah, as, absolutely.
3: Well, all right, so we're talking with Rich Tilsky, former Jaguar, undrafted, as we said, uh, didn't get invited to a lot of these things that these guys are getting invited to, invited to now, Senior Bowl, East, West, what, any of the bowls, and then obviously the combine coming up. But I know you watch Jaguar football. You make your home here. That interior offensive line was a bust this year. It was not as it should be. What did yeah. you think of it? And it, it clearly needs an upgrade. Well, you know, it's it's funny because there's a lot of
6: issues that each team deals with during the offseason, okay? And, and, and you know, we have our places where, you know, the coaches, everybody knows where we need to upgrade. You can make all the – in my opinion, mm-hmm. all right, and I'm sure Leon's with me on this, is you can make all the upgrades you want. If you don't have an offensive line, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna yeah, I see you you may get in with some luck this year, but uh, you know, you've got to be if, if you're one dimensional, which mm-hmm. is in a sense is
2: what where they became we're at yeah. right. you know, despite having uh, Travis true sure, too.
6: Sure. And, you know, I don't know what's causing that or what the you know, all I know is is when I played with these guys, uh mm. each guy had a responsibility and we didn't want to be the reason the play didn't exist yeah. and of course we had a very very good offensive line coach uh, mm-hmm. rest his soul mm-hmm. mike mazer yeah and, yeah he was he was amazing and that was kind of him myan his first year in the league was my first year with him and that's his his claim to fame is he took a practice squad starter and made him into a starter. Yeah, you know, yeah.
3: And, and the yards per carry, sirs, yard, yeah. Yards per carry right now have dipped mightily. Yeah. from mm-hmm. last year to this year. Right. So mm-hmm. we know that we need you know some sixty fives in there and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, seventy sixes. Excuse well,
4: me. You got to have attitude. Yeah. You got to have attitude across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, your offensive line should be. It should be the table that's set for everybody else to eat. If you don't have a good offensive line, then the food ain't good. Mm-hmm. You gotta have that. Yeah, And everybody that I played with, from Tony to Ben to Waddell to Cheever to Tilsky, you know, we all had attitudes. We I, I, listen, there's so many times, and, and we're not gonna sit here and try to tell you that every game that we played was well.
7: Right. But we had
4: a, we had a coach that defended us. There was so many times when we sitting in those meetings and we'd be all lowered to sleep because we had a bad game, and Mays would come in there and say, wake y'all ass up. I just took an ass-chewing for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He said, y'all going y'all, y'all to have to do something about this. We're going to watch this film, we're going to make the corrections, and we're not going to play like this again. And I was like, okay. Because
3: what Rich says is true, and yeah. you have said it as well, and if it doesn't happen up front, it doesn't happen. It's an
4: attitude. And, 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 and another thing about the offensive line is that, we're, we we are close, which means that we do everything together. We worked out together. We went out to eat together. We build a. We had a camaraderie. We we were we were like a. I ain't gonna say don't say a street game, but we were like. Listen, if you had if you dealt big... with one of us, you had to deal with all of us. Yeah. Basically, that's yeah. the kind of unit that you want to have as an offensive
6: line. We rode together in the off season too. Yeah. you know, I mean, it was there was no question that all of us would be at the OTAs. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, together. I mean, that's that's where you put the time in. I mean, that's where, you know, you, you can't simulate game speed, so you want to get all that you can. Not You know, did I like practice? I didn't love it. But, mm-hmm. you know, there was fun times in yeah. it.
3: Yeah, but at the same point, it it prepares you. you it's know? the craft. It, and yeah. like you said, for you to come from where you came from and then get to a level, a new level, a new you, you got to put the work in. Which yeah. is the off season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, speaking of putting the work in,
2: or speaking of setting the table.
3: Oh my! Leon led gosh. right into it.
2: Uh, Round of applause, JJ. So
3: yeah, because serves Texas last night. Says Big Rich is bringing in some barbecue. <laughs> like, oh Yeah. And he said he'll be here at noon, and we're like. Oh. Well, the he,
4: thing is, we, we talked about it What when we had the, the uh, reunion weekend, right? Yeah. So we had the reunion weekend. I told you I walked outside. It was at the, uh, the Miller, yeah, yeah, Miller Electric, whatever. Yeah. And I walk in the door, first person I see is T.C. I say, oh, Lord. <laughs> and then I see him. He gives me love, pound him up, whatever. And then I see Rich. I ain't recognize him initially. I turn and say, that's my boy Rich, whatever. He that's said, man. because he's got the pork yeah, chop. You, you know, right so, I mean, he got a little, the little Grateful Dead going on right now with the hat <laughs> uh, and the hair and everything, Jerry which is a good thing, yeah, which is a sure. good thing. Yeah. But no, but then he said, you know what, brother? I ain't brought y'all no barbecue in the minute. He said, I'm going to make it my effort to bring y'all some barbecue. So what did he do? He did. He brought it. Ribs, ribs and two kinds of thighs, two kinds including of thighs. lemon pepper. Yes, of course. He had
3: to do now. Uh, just real quick, just kind of take me for the rib part. It's a spare rib or is it St. Louis rib? It's St. Louis rib. Okay, so you cut that big part off, which I I always turn those into like, you know, riblets, whatever, just, you know, munchables. But anyway, start to finish like as fast as you could go. What do you do? Uh, Those ribs I got, I trim myself, you know,
6: bones, all that. Uh, A lot of the stuff that I trim, I use in collard greens or Mm -hmm. black eyed peas, something like that. Um, Auntie sand, yes, yes. Uh, Got to pull the membrane off the back, mm-hmm. get them trimmed up right. Um, and then mine's the dry rub. There's no barbecue sauce on them. Uh-huh. That's a competition finish kind yeah. of deal that we do. It's a little trick. But uh, that rub there is going to have some red pepper, some chili pepper, and then, of course, the brown sugar base. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes on the smoker. Uh, yeah. I, I usually smoke anywhere between 225, 250. Right. Mm-hmm. About an hour and 45 minutes. I pull it off, uh, get a sheet of foil, Uh, Throw down a a bead of brown sugar, a bead of honey, four pads of butter, put some more rub on there, put them face Mm -hmm. down in there, wrap it up real tight and throw them face down on the smoker for about another hour and 45
3: minutes. Okay, so we're over the three-hour mark, (laughs) but foil for – basically yeah, it I
6: Some guys have called it the Texas cheat, whatever, yeah, but a whatever. lot of guys, it's, it's 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 basically a competition style rib. Is yeah, because you it. call it, I call it the Texas eat instead of oh, yeah. Texas <laughs> cheat. No. You, mm-hmm. you want it to be good. It'll make your
3: tongue flap to brain. You got to put a helmet on to eat them. That's and then you, that's you had true. to put some, you had to put some lemon pepper together. Uh, for of, the course. of course. Yeah,
6: it. I, you know, I hope he likes it. Like I said, I tried it. It was, it was all right. It, to me it didn't have the flavor that my tequila lime thighs would have, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh, that tequila lime's off the chain. Nice. So. Now I I had limited stuff, so hopefully, you know, everybody gets it. Man, those. we Let's appreciate see. you, bro. Yeah, yeah we love man.
3: it. We wish that we would have timed it up where he could have come in and served as our uh Super Bowl cook competition.
2: Oh, I know he's a little he's a week too early. Next <laughs> yeah. Tuesday we're doing the Super Bowl cook off here oh, yeah. in, uh, we
3: we we could have Sent Rich in.
2: XL primetime would have yeah. won. No yeah. questions asked. Yeah.
3: Well, I
6: you know, I might have hit you with it, but I'm gonna be in Alabama. So it's <laughs> <No. laughs> last week hunting season. I got know. I got to roll.
3: But yeah. uh Deer um, up there? Yeah, whitetail Yeah, yeah i said their,
6: their last weekend. Um we're gonna go up Friday and we'll be there through Wednesday. Nice. And do you
3: cook venison and all that? Is all the time. Yeah.
6: yeah. uh I make steak and gravy with I got a ton of venison if you oh. want some. Uh I infuse. I infuse in mine with bacon fat, the burger and stuff. Yeah. And so makes- we'll make chili with it. We'll make spaghetti sauce with it. Yeah. Meatloaf. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Matt's the, our the,
2: resident chef. He yeah. is like getting the wheels turning. I'm not right that. Now. Well, I can
3: tell you
6: that right now. That's,
0: but
3: those guys, you know, they they get the sausage grinder out with venison. They get that back strap and they just soak it in
6: wine. I like that
0: spaghetti and, sauce is phenomenal.
6: Well, I tell you what, I'm getting ready to make some Italian sausage, so I'll make a double batch and get you some over here, and y'all tell me how you like it. Yeah, I'll put that in yeah, yeah. spaghetti sauce. I'm a sausage, sausage guy, East, so.
3: Well, listen, I, we love it, man. We totally appreciate it. Uh, real quick thought coming out of the season. A nine and eight playoff team, and then a nine and eight eliminated from the playoffs team. What'd you think? You know,
6: as it was going up to that, it, I I wasn't hundred percent sure. You know, it mm-hmm. could have gone either way, uh, like it did. I was a little bit worried, um, and the reason I was a little bit worried is is our red zone percentage versus Houston's red mm-hmm. zone defense mm-hmm. percentage, yeah. or Tennessee's, I'm yeah. sorry, and um, and it showed. You know, and 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 that's that's really what'll happen is mm-hmm. if if you're weak in some area of that line or wherever, it's going to get exploited at some point. Because they it's, were out, and physical. it's going to get exploited when you don't want it to.
3: They were out physical, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
6: We there's there's a there's a bunch, you know, <clears throat> when you got third and one. Mm-hmm. uh we didn't have to ask what the play was going right. <laughs> thank you, thank I'm, you rich right. yeah, we, there was uh, no no operation. question well, I mean yeah. I, here's the deal if we didn't make it, we were running it again, oh yeah, you right. know, I mean, we're gonna make a yard if you can't make a yard
7: you um, got bigger and I, listen
6: yeah. you, you got know problems. i I wasn't making hardly anything compared with what these guys are making now, mm-hmm. you know, and it just it just uh I don't know what that is is it getting the weight room is it you know what it whatever it is, or is it technique, is it cohesiveness uh mm-hmm.
4: I can tell you what it is. They don't build
6: them like us. No. No, no.
5: <laughs>
2: let's, uh, real quick. Stick let's, with that. I like let's that. Let's bring it full circle. Do you still follow your Utah State guys a little bit?
6: I actually went back for my senior year, we won the bowl game, the Silver Bowl. We played Ball State, and it was 30 years ago. Wow. So, I went back to the homecoming in October. Nice. Hooked okay. up with a bunch of guys, and uh, it was a great time. Uh, that stadium's done real well since then because they've gone on to wins. Some other championships and it's grown a lot. There's no more cinder block and white paint like we had. Mm. <laughs> you know, these guys got leather chairs with cup holders. Dang you know, it. our <laughs> our <scar> cleats went <laughs> underneath the board. Well, you I was know, curious
2: but... if you you know you've been following Jordan Love all because to bring it full circle, great yeah. example of you know got quarterbacks don't sit Aggie, yeah. for three or four years no, now. No. He sat three or four years and now he's looking like a top ten, top fifteen quarterback.
6: Well, you know, you look back on the day we played is we had household names. I mean, Schmange, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys. Guys, I mean, we, you know, we were with the club. We were all together for six years. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I wanted to stay here, to be honest with you. It was going to take less money, but it just wasn't going to work out for him. And um, <clears throat> you're not going to see that no more, not with this money flying around, you know.
2: Guys um, don't sit and wait and develop no. like you guys do. Well,
6: I mean, you get a situation like we're in. You're going you're gonna to pay guys a lot of money. Sometimes you're probably just going to eat what you got to eat because if you can't win with what mm-hmm. you got in there, you got to make a change, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, I hope that's on the records. I mean, they're great guys. They they play hard, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, the NFL is not for long. Mm-hmm. You know, when you ain't doing your job right and you're not accountable. Uh, you got to be accountable and do – you know, I had a coach tell me one time, this is, how, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to get blocked. This is how you do it. If you can't do it my way, do it your way. If you can't do it your way, then I'll find somebody else.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are uh- – Three options. Thanks. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, listen, Rich. Thanks, man. You hey, see, I missed a block when I said sixty-five earlier. I knew it was seventy-six. I mm-hmm. just had Quentin New Year was, in, my, in my. I was
6: sixty-five of the Steelers. Yeah I, yeah,
3: I knew. I knew I had seen it, and then I I course corrected <laughs> quickly. Uh, Rich, thanks, buddy. Uh, Thank and you. You're going to go pour some concrete right now. I'm sure.
6: Uh, we're setting. I'm actually getting my getting uh, rung up now on the phone. But yeah, we go make a small pour tomorrow, and then. And a uh, small pour by how many
3: yards are you talking about? It's just a truck, ten yeah. yards. Uh-huh. Yeah.
6: Yeah. like, a, but like the, the the concrete pours I pour out there anywhere from here, 150 to 300 yards. That's just nuts. That's, I cannot imagine.
3: Yeah. All right, thanks, bro. We appreciate hey, it. Hey, thank you guys. Uh, thanks, Rich. Chowing on some of Tilsky's ribs, lemon pepper chicken thighs. Uh, just awesome stuff, man. Totally appreciate Great it, bro. Great seeing you, man. All right, we keep it rolling. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday as we hang out here on XL Primetime. Uh, we're going to get back into some of the discussion that he had about, you know, those Pro Bowl – type of performances that you need to see from guys that just came from nowhere. So we'll do all of
1: that coming up on XL Primetime. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL.
2: No sausage today, although if that sausage that uh, Rich Tilsey's going to be Brewing up for us is anything like this chicken and ribs, man. Oh, man, we are always eating good. There's a reason they call us the Lunch Bunch on XL Prime Time.
3: Well, Tilsky, when he walked out, he said, "Josie, get you a bone before the break's over, and it's a St. Louis rib, like he said. And it almost is like a baby back because that <coughs> and the meat just – It's like you, candy, too. Seasoned. Perfectly. The seasoning Perfect. is unreal
2: on all of it. So, Rich, if you're driving around, like, yeah. round of applause again, JJ.
3: Yeah, he's he's heading to, to work, to, like we said, to pour a, a truck of concrete, but that didn't mean that he wasn't up early getting some smoke on. The tequila large chicken? Yeah.
0: He'd eat like 10 of those. Oh, my Those God. thighs.
3: Unbelievable. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff, that's for sure. Now, we did mention the sausage dude, so let's at least stay on the food theme here for a second because Friday – the grand opening of Leonard's Truck Access and Trailers and it's right there on Blanding Boulevard and what they are going to do and this I believe begins today with a ton of prizes you need to be registering uh, between now and Friday basically so you need to go look for them on Blanding Boulevard here's what they're giving away set of kids fishing rods spray in bed liner $500 Leonard's gift certificate kids power wheels leap and how about this? A Coleman golf cart valued at $8,000. Wow. $8,000. Mm. Giving it away? Say that again. Yeah. A, A what A golf Coleman cart? A Coleman golf cart valued at $8,000. Wow. You have to go by and register. It's Leonard's Truck Access and Trailers right there on Blanding Boulevard. Uh, the Sauces Dudes will be there. They will have their smoker trailer on site during our show, but just. Right now, if you don't know where they're at, Google Leonard's Truck Access and Trailers and get on over there and get registered. Uh, We will remind you of that today and tomorrow and then, of course, be out there uh, Friday at 3 because there's some very cool prizes to give away, that's for sure. Uh, We are going to start giving out our props and prizes coming up, but Leon, just go back to what you guys were talking about collectively about the interior part of this Jaguars offensive line. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, Rich said something interesting. It, you don't necessarily need to go out there and, and, and find the guy or whatever. There's no magic way to do this, other than hard work. I'm going to quote Kirby Smart here: "Hard work works," mm-hmm. uh, and it goes right along with what Rich said. You got to do it in the off season.
4: Well, I mean, listen. Uh, I had a coach that, that, that said it best. He said that he said games. Are, he said games are won in the off season, but they're played on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and Rich is right. He, he, we we made it uh, among, amongst Vaselli and all of us. We made sure that the whole line doing OTAs was there day one, working out together, watching film, because that's when it starts. The season doesn't start when get, week one. The season starts in the offseason. That's right. where you win your football games. That's where you put in your time, your effort, your blood, sweat, tears, all that kind of stuff. And then that carries over. But you got to have a cohesive group. you got to have a group that's accountable. We never had to tell a guy that, hey, listen, you know, be there for OTAs uh, or this, this, and that, because they showed up. They cared enough about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there was no option. The option was, you know, whatever you did outside of the the, the, per, the gates, uh, you know, of all tail back in the day, right? it didn't matter. But once you stepped in in between that parking lot, it was all about the business of balls. And it started with the lifting and the training and all that other kind of stuff. So that's where you build it. That's where you build the, the, the cohesiveness, the, the community, which is the offensive line, which is very important to any offense of the I, team.
2: I think you guys brought up an interesting point that I really don't think we have talked all that much about <clears throat> in general. That Mazer took flack for you guys. That, mm. that it was That it's the offensive line coach that's the offensive line that bears the brunt of those staff meetings, those group meetings, the team meetings – that mm-hmm. for whatever the reason, it's the offensive line that has to bear that brunt. Why yeah, that?
4: I mean, and you got to understand who was chewing the fat off of him. TC, <laughs> TC was chewing the fat, and, and you know this it, ain't
2: it, Doug Peterson and ice cream. Yeah, yeah TC. TC
4: was chewing the fat, and and collectively as an offensive line, you know when you had a bad game, especially if you lost, if you lost the game, or you weren't productive running or pass protecting or whatever, you know when you had a bad game before you even walk into the film room. And T, and, and, and Mazer was the type of guy say, listen, all right. It's one game. We're going to watch the film. I'm going to make the corrections. We're going to make the corrections on the field. I'm going to be hard on you, and we're going to get back to the business of being the one of the better offensive lines. And we were. The, the years I was in Jacksonville, we were one of the better top ten offensive lines in the league in my assessment. Because we could run the ball, and we could light you up, too. And we had weapons. Now, we had Lefty. We had Jimmy. We had Kenny, We had Fred. We had me, Bo. We had, we had them. We, we could light you up. But We could light you up, but we we could pound you, too, Mm -hmm. if we had to.
0: That's the middle three. And I've heard so many coaches say this. That is the personality of your team. It is. That is the personality. The the center and the two guards are the personality of your entire team, not just the offense. Because when you are an aggressive, active, tough, like chewing kneecaps, as as Campbell Mm -hmm. says, Mm -hmm. that's what your team feeds off. That's where it all begins. And if you look at this team this year –
5: what they, was that middle three like?
4: They're your, they're your bullies. Yeah. They, you, you want them to be. And now Tilsky, Tilsky wasn't a talker, but just like he said, when he came off and he put them hands on you mm-hmm. and he put that grind on you, you felt it. And, and then, and then you had Ben Coleman. Ben Coleman was wide as all outside, mm-hmm. six six, three forty five, and you're gonna put the pun. And then you had Waddell, who was a trash talker at best. <laughs> he, he, but he got after
3: it. Yeah, he did. And you
4: needed those type of guys in there. You needed those type of guys in there interiorly. That wanted to punish you. and wanted to talk the Flack and take the
3: Flack. It's hard to believe that a six-seven Wydell mm-hmm. could get up underneath somebody and win that leverage battle. But Matt, the other part of it is that identity you're talking about—that interior part. It's the exact same thing on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's and you could call it no, the triangle. It clearly, is yeah. You could call it the triangle on defense, which would be the two tackles and the linebacker, oh. and then the interior oh. part of the O line. That wow. is your core. Well, I mean, it's up yeah. the middle.
0: It's yeah. it's it's the middle three, and then mm-hmm. on defense, it's your. Your D tackle, your middle linebacker, and your strong safety. That's where everything is.
4: Man. Listen, when, well, listen, a lot of people don't understand. When, when, when we played the Ravens, the, the, the years I was here, I played for 96 to 99, they never beat us. They, they did not beat us that, that one particular time. Now, and the, and, the, and the verdict out on, I remember watching Ray when he came into his rookie year. The verdict out on Ray Lewis was this anything sideline to sideline, he got it. All right? And, and, but interiorly, because he had no horses, we ran right at Ray. The key was to run right at Ray Lewis. Right. Because he didn't have to got But when he went, and they went and got Goose and Sam Adams, yeah. you weren't touching them. Yeah, those were.
2: Because you need those you big need, bodies. You need
4: them horses. Yes, absolutely. When they got them horses right there, you weren't touching Ray. And those were slabs
3: of concrete. Just yes, to use they were. The, absolutely yeah. slabs yeah. of concrete. <laughs> you <laughs> weren't moving them. Yes. Uh, and those types of guys is, is what you're looking for. And this, unfortunately, this team did not have that. They, even though they were decent against the run for much of the year, they ended up caving against the run when it was all said and done. And so that's the part that gets you more than anything else. Upgrade, 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 either the way you develop the player or the way you draft the, the player that you draft uh, to be better interiorly in the middle of the offensive line in the middle of the defensive line. All right, let's talk to one of Leon's legends right now.
1: Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line.
4: Well, we got one of our legends on the, the- – Phone line, a two-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl participant, played with the goat Tom Brady. Not only is he a Hurricane legend, but he's actually going into the Hurricane Hall of Fame this year. Ooh, Absolutely, nice. my friend, Brandon Merriweather, also known as BMO. How you doing, What's
7: BMO? Up? What's up, bro? How's up? How you doing?
4: I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing?
7: I'm good. I'm good.
4: How How you feel? Are you going into the, when, when When is your date for going into the hall? University of Miami Hall of Fame.
7: Uh, It's sometime in March. Okay, I'm it's still I'm still, March. still
4: waiting on my invite, but never mind. Yeah,
7: yeah don't worry. You know, you already got it. <laughs> oh,
4: okay. I just want to make sure, man. <laughs> now, B-Bone, we, 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 we've been talking about uh, uh, the play in the NFL right now as far as teammates and camaraderie and all that kind of stuff. I mean, how important is chemistry? I mean, you playing in the secondary as far as being a strong safety how important is sec- how important is chemistry amongst guys in the locker room to determine what kind of season you'll have moving forward
7: uh that's everything that's that's everything i like, we used to have days where you know we will call out practice just to have you know you and your group go do something outside of the, outside of the stadium that's like the chemistry for me if i can't trust you then I can't play with you. Like, that's just me. Like, I literally have coach and told him to get, get a player out because I couldn't trust what he was going to do. So, you know, for me, it's everything.
3: It, it's a great way to put it and you know the synergy the chemistry of a football team uh it goes way beyond just what you see as far as the game plan is concerned it's the effort that you guys uh do together what uh that that you just described how how, how prevalent was that up in new england under tom brady and the rest of your teammates
7: oh that <laughs> that might have been the biggest thing mm-hmm. like i give you an example like we, we'll be practicing against tom then man you know, we'll run a defense that kills the play. And without Tom even moving, he'll just be able to look somewhere and the receiver will automatically know to stop and do something else. You know, like when he got a new receiver in, we never had to worry about that because we knew they they didn't know that. So so we would be killing Tom until you know the receiver get the inside scoop of how he know and when he know and All that. So, yeah, that was – so that's a perfect example of that.
2: Safety play in Kansas City and San Francisco. Very different style defense is how they've been constructed, uh, BMO. But when it comes to what those two teams have done, and I've said this to a couple people. We talked about it last night on Helmets and Heels as we look ahead to the Super Bowl, and I'm curious your take. Um, You know, Kansas City said goodbye to Tyreek Hill and invested so heavily in that defense and what we've been able to see them do and this, the blitzes and the bringing five, bringing six against Baltimore over the weekend versus when you look at the secondary for the Niners, perhaps maybe their defense is built more along the trenches. I'm curious, big picture, when you look at these two teams that'll be battling for it all in less than two weeks' time, what do you see from those two defenses?
7: Um, Pretty much the same. They are actually built pretty much the same because without like neither one of them have a great secondary you know both secondary is just okay they got a guy here a guy there that can make plays and you know take away you know some things that the wanted to want to do but to have maybe one pro bowler or all pro guy in the secondary on both teams combined you know but all the money and all the players are in the front seven, like, both of them have a great pass rush. You know, um, they got Chris Jones on one end, and then the 49ers got uh, uh, yeah,
5: Bosa and Young. Yeah. yeah,
7: Bosa. You know, and then both of them got great linebacker play. So, you know, un- to be honest, I think I think they're both defenses are built the same. Um, I think they just have two different styles of coordinators.
0: So, Brandon, can you imagine playing against a guy like Mahomes where he's never out of a play, ever, and and extends your cover? To, it changes the way you think philosophically, doesn't it?
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. because, like most quarterbacks, you know, when they start scrambling, you kind of go, like, relax a little bit and get ready for interception because, you know, he's going to make a stupid play. But with Mahomes, you actually have to focus, <laughs> and you have to plaster to your <laughs> man, and you have to do all these scramble drills and practice, and like it's just it's just a whole different game when you're playing against somebody like him.
4: Now, B- more both of us have have experienced uh, like, losing in championships, losing in uh, Super Bowl games, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we both experienced, and I, I tell people all the time that off season is difficult, and you don't really get over. It. I mean, what's but what's the best way to get over something like that? I mean, is it ready? To just get back into the season because that kind of loss is going to carry its weight upon you that whole off season. How did you deal with it? <laughs> I had a lot of sex, bro.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was going to be honest. And keep no, it ready. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how I got over it. Um, but honestly, the, I think. I think the thing that they need to do as a team is go and watch how like i use baltimore as an example i think baltimore need to go and watch how they beat their self like i think once they go and watch the film on how they beat their self like i think it'll be easier to swallow and then they know like all right look we had them we should have did this we made we let this play go we let that go like, I can't believe we did this. I can't believe we only ran the ball ten times and Lamar scrambled, scrambled for six more to give us 16 runs in the game. Like, that's not us. So I think after they go back and see all that, I think they'll be more – they'll be easier to swallow.
3: Yeah, it's good advice. It really is. We're talking with Brandon Merriweather, Uh great Kane. We'll ask you about the U coming up here in a second as well as uh, playing uh, in a Super Bowl and alongside the GOAT. Now the discussion is up right now Bimo about Pat Mahomes being the next great the, the next goat and, and the next dynasty certainly is up for grabs with the Chiefs. What do you think about that discussion when you think of how great Tommy was up there?
7: Uh, Pat Mahomes right on his heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I think I think it's going to be it's going to be hard to overcome Tom, but right now I got him as 1A and 1B, yeah. you know. And if if Patrick wins this, you know, that race get a little closer, you know. But Patrick got a couple more to win before I could say he's better than the GOAT. Yeah.
3: Makes sense.
2: Let's bring it to Miami. Uh, I want to ask you two questions, if, if the guys will let me. Uh, Brandon Merriweather joining us on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. Let's start with this. as We're, we're going to go back to your Miami days, ask you about the Canes. We have the senior bowl up on the TV here at 1010 XL headquarters. You were invited to the senior bowl. Did you participate when you were coming out of school?
7: Yes. Yes, I killed that, you know.
2: Of course. <laughs> of course. So we just have Rich Tilsky, uh, another former Jag one of Leon's linemates, mates on and you know, he was not invited to any sort of senior bowl shrine game for you in terms of your stock in terms of your preparation for the NFL. Now you look at it, you know, 20 years later, 15 years later, and how many guys are involved in those showcase games. What was that experience like for you? And maybe where was it so beneficial?
7: Um, For me, um, I had gotten a lot of trouble um, my senior year. So I kind of had to go to it and play in it just to prove that I was so much more better, so much better than you know, other people. So that's the reason I played in it. Um, I played, but that game, it got me exposure with everything. Um, I got to talk to, you know, all the teams. I got to, you know, be around a bunch of coaches. Um, I got to show my personality so they don't think that I was just a knucklehead. Um, so it was, for me, it was beneficial in every way possible.
0: All right, Brandon, key critical question here. Are you all in on Mario or are you starting to get a little shaky about it?
7: Um, I think it's too early to be either. Mm-hmm. Um, it took Nick Saban years to win, to, to start winning, you know, it took uh hardball eight years. Like I think it's too early, man. I think I think the problem with college football and NFL football is that we expect people to come in and win instantly. Like, and that's not, that's not how it is now. Right now, Mario got to build, he got to build a tradition all over again. And you can't do that in a year or two. So to be honest with you, man, I'm, 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 I'm neither. You know, I I do think, you know, Mario makes some dumb decisions, like not kneeling the ball. Like, I, I agree with that um but i also love the things he do and how aggressive he is with things too so i can't i can't i'm i'm neither
2: before we pass you over to leon and really dive into the canes i do want to pair brandon the the super bowl and miami together your guy greg olson been killing it uh you know i mean in terms of you know for you to to see uh you know Burkhardt and him on the broadcast you know what has that kind of been like for you
7: Oh, man I love seeing Gio Gio that that's my guy I, I actually love seeing it um he he actually knows what he's talking about and Greg has always been you know one of the smarter players so you know to get him to see him out there and Brian Clark and all them out there doing their thing it just it, it warms my heart to watch
4: yeah let's back let's go back to Miami and this patience that you got <laughs> Just, uh, wait a I moment.
2: tried to butter him up a little bit, this, you know, this, and talk this, about some great canes, Leon. What's
4: that song called? Let's wait a while. You know that song back in the day in '90s called <laughs> "Let's Wait a While." Remember that song? That's what you're doing right now. You're not giving him a You're not giving her a ball. He's got to cross this season. I got 10 games, bro. You got to get. You got to give me 10. Uh,
7: so, so yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Leon. On okay, that. all I'm right, with all right. You know, the first year I didn't really have any expectations. You know, second year. You know, he, he did a little better, and I just yeah, I expect them to do a little better because now it's all your guys. Like, this ain't this ain't the last people guys. <laughs> These are all your guys now.
5: Okay. So
7: everybody playing is the guy you prong in. So, yeah, you're right.
4: Yeah, well, you know, I just get a little concerned when I talk to the greats, man. You know, they, they compromise at UM, and I <laughs> used to just know back in the day with was no compromise. You win or go home. Now y'all get older, man. And you In you, your fledgling years, you start saying, "Uh, oh, you know, I'm gonna give him some time, and maybe he'll make things happen." I don't want right, to hear that. Right,
7: right, right. But but think about it though, Leon. Every coach that won one, uh, had time. Every coach. So although think- although
3: real quick, Brad, Nick did win in his third year at Alabama. Right, he won the
0: SEC in his second yeah. year. So. Yeah. Or no, no, third year, right third year. Yeah.
7: My point is, yes, sir. Everybody, everybody gonna need time. Mm-hmm. And in the in the trash we had at Miami, bro. For all these years, nah. like to get kids to even want to come back is a is a miracle, bro. Like, oh. come on now, you got to give him something. Okay, all right. The this fact ch- that he got the fact that he got kids coming back now, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. And but but I do I do I do agree with you. You got to give me you got to give me ten wins this year. Thank you. All right. You
4: got it. All right. I appreciate that. You had me a little nervous a little bit.
7: No, no, no. The bar the bar, go up every year.
4: Okay. All right. Just check it, bro. All right, bro. But hey, listen, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, embarking yes, wisdom upon us, man. It's always wonderful when you grace me with your presence because I know you're a busy man. You're a busy
7: man. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. <laughs> I appreciate
4: you All having All right, me. man. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on my invite. To the hall, you
7: already got it. I right. right. to you. you know.
4: All right, appreciate you, bro. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, bro. All
7: right, thank you, guys. All right, that's awesome. As 735
2: yep. on the text line, best candidate answer ever. <laughs> Brandon, what <laughs> merryweather is now the front weather of the front weather, the front runner.
3: Yes, how yes. did you get over losses? Yeah, that one will be a drop. That's for <laughs> yes. sure. Uh, huh. Great. All right, let's head into the into the one o'clock hour. Uh, we say thanks to the golf club of Southampton. Uh, you you got you need a slump buster. You go out to the golf club of Southampton, enjoy a round of golf. Beautiful. I, I talked to Nate yesterday in the pro shop. Greens are rolling at ten or more. They are lightning fast. So get on out there, enjoy this beautiful weather. 287 play. The nine at five will be cranking before you know it uh, in the month of March, but just head on out there and enjoy it. If you're thinking about after the round of golf, you got music and a great menu item Friday nights under the lights on the patio. You will love that. Don't forget Thursday night trivia as well. It's all happening at the Golf Club of Southampton. Let's react to what he said. And he said uh, 1A and 1B. Uh, for Mahomes and Tom Brady. And right now, it's probably in the minds of many that Mahomes may be the next great guy to take over that mantle of GOAT.
1: Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL.
3: One o'clock hours here, a beautiful day. I tell you what, this is uh, a little slice of paradise. You Look around, cold everywhere. All I want is that beautiful sunshine up above and temperature to right. kiss, kiss sixty. going higher. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I'm yeah. I'm all about yeah. the yeah. I'm all about it warming up. But just in terms of a beautiful day, what a great one! Uh, and we were outside putting together uh, a social piece uh, for 1010XL. Competition uh, was uh, flowing through the, uh, the, the the beautiful sunshine earlier today. Who won that comp, by the way?
2: So we we did it like um, a couple of events for teams.
5: We're mm-hmm. all of,
6: man's man here, right?
2: He didn't show.
6: Yeah, if he would, I if he I was very have...
2: surprised because usually when we do station-wide, like initiatives oh. and activations, that'll yeah. be for social media, like. He's usually one of the first people to text or email me back and say he's in,
8: but not for physical fitness check. Well, he could have helped win the tug of war. I'll tell you that. The, oh, yeah, yeah, that's actually good. He's got a low base,
3: yeah, you and think? very good strong bubble. arms. Yeah. The uh, the
2: uh, the Queen of the Buildings team won tug of war, and they had great strategy. Although uh, Brent Hopkins and Graham Marsh's team, uh, which lost the tug of war, told me that you know they drafted their team. To win dodgeball, they didn't Whoa. realize they'd have Agility. to trot out the same outfit for the tug yeah. of war. Because once mm. you
3: pick them, it's dodgeball slash tug of war. But I'll just say this to the Mountaineer man, B Hop, I like to call him. He almost took the Tavo off of Gustavo uh, with his dodgeball hit. I mean, he almost mm. he almost derailed him in the bottom half. Really? Okay. Oh my mm. gosh! It wow. was uh, that's
8: what me and Leon were concerned <clears throat> about. It was a maybe some shot. workers comp situations going
3: on out there. But I give him credit, because he he went back to his old dodgeball days, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, to, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Patches. Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, Patches. I mean, he went all the way back, and I'm telling you what, uh, he delivered a shot. Uh, when it needed to happen. Nobody
8: what? makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody!
2: Is Hacker signed up for the Super Bowl cook-off next he week? He is. He is? What is uh, he? Oh, actually? No, I don't I think don't so. Know oh, if he, I don't might. think he is.
8: He's just not a company man anymore. I don't yeah. know what
2: happened. Go figure. <laughs> he, he, the Gators
3: and the Jags. He they had that really illness a down. few
2: weeks ago, and here he is.
3: Let's put a label on him. If he hears this, he will not stand for it.
2: <laughs> He's going to be demanding a, a redo of the Pro Bowl games. I'm making jalapeno
3: poppers, man. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm.
2: It was crazy, though, because we did like get not only inspired like we we competed in the pro bowl skills challenges in the parking lot here that ross mattisick josh allen evan ingram now will be competing in this week and leon i know for you it's it's tough to, i can
4: never get used to that to pair I, no, no. to pair
2: a trip to hawaii <clears throat> to play in a game with
4: a tug it. of war yeah i won't watch it i won't watch it well, well I, when I, when I, when I, I, I won't i watch it because it's pro bowl games and skills i won't it's it, it's supposed to be a Pro Bowl game. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I'm gonna stand my era. Okay, I'm so be the grumpy I, man on the porch.
3: So I already know what your uh, mm-hmm. Grand Torino attitude is right now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so and I, 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 already I, know the answer to, yes. to this question. But the question was posed. Pro Bowl is a disaster right now, just as far as the product. Well, guess who made it a disaster? The players by not absolutely by not playing. So what uh, t- would you? Here are the choices. Yeah. Would you go back to playing the Pro Bowl, an actual game? Would you keep it as is with this just ridiculous skills competition, or would you just scrap it altogether?
4: Well, I mean, if you're gonna, uh, you guys, guys like guys like to be recognized as Pro Bowls, Pro yeah. Bowls get you in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Very true. Okay, get you in the Hall of Fame, but can you
8: name them without the event? Yeah,
4: yeah well, you can, you can. But he, I mean, okay, you well, do I'm something. I, I listen, he, here's the reason why I wanted to go to Pro Bowl when I when I was playing because you were considered one of the elite of the elite, the very the very small percentage of guys who went to the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. and then when you went to the Pro Bowl you were going, and going up against the best of the best Right. so uh, you know that's that's the reason why I wanted to go to the Pro Bowl because I wanted to prove that I was one of the best of the best and compete against the best of the best, and it was a competition but now it's games mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's frisbee it's, it, don't they play frisbee? Yeah they do a lot of oh. yeah, stuff frisbee oh, was frisbee. one of the options uh, of of
2: frisbee? <laughs> Yes. We didn't get to come. Yes, bro. Frisbee, dodgeball. Well, Are you ready for this one? We no. didn't get to. We obstacle didn't course. Time. We did do the obstacle course today. That, no. the, again, this video will be up on the 1010 social channels later this week. Um, the one we didn't do, it's not a kicking competition, but it's the T. You have to run out, get the T, and run back. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. And they time you.
4: Don't they have dogs do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: They have yeah. small children do yeah. it before for football that. games, yeah.
4: too. Wait a minute, that, that's, not, that's not a competition at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it is it? Oh, oh gosh. dogs do
0: do that. Wait, running mm-hmm. in to get a tee is a competition? Yeah, you run, yeah. you
2: get the, the kicking tee, and you
4: See, come that's back. That's embarrassing. Well, me of, you could
8: blow I, well, an ACL like,
5: doing that just as easy. You no, know, I had
8: a good friend who was, they usually have kids do it, but he was a pretty grown adult, and he loved the U.S. Open mm-hmm. in New York. He lived in New York, and oh, I remember he you tried me about out to be a ball boy. Yeah. And he was a man. He but ran a ragged, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but they gave him the job. He yeah. was about forty-five too, wasn't <laughs> yeah, he? I was. remember you
3: talking about him, which is very Cosmos, very cool. Cosmos.
0: He was a name. little bit of a like a you know
3: eccentric. Yeah. Well, he could do anything. You know, he had actually mm. had time on his hands too. Mm. Yeah. His job what was his,
0: What did his girlfriend call him? Not his girlfriend. His girlfriend, not girlfriend.
3: She called him a hipster doofus. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's classic. Mm. Now, uh, just as far as you know, the things that you get to do, you know, running out and getting the tea, Did you see the Ole Miss guy? I mean, this guy rallies the crowd. He is the the sweat cleanup guy, and would run out there and do it with such energy and the old verve and like spirit. what age are we talking? Uh, basketball. And so when no, you have, how old is he? Oh, uh, he looked like he might have been still in college. Oh, okay. But, so but, he's but not you got to like see it. This was like either last night, night before, whatever. I mean, the dude just goes crazy. He, like like he's running the 40-yard dash, dives onto the floor, gets the sweat cleaned up, and then back in the cheering section. Oh, I'm watching right now. Just rallying the crowd mm. and getting the fans all fired up. All right, now l- let's go back to what Brandon Merriweather said, yeah. who played with Tom Brady. First four years were up in New England, including 2007 when, w- when they went to the Super Bowl. They did lose to the New York Giants, but still Super Bowl-appearing uh, team that year. And he said 1A and 1B for Mahomes and Tom Brady. And, and, look, the GOAT has seven, okay? Mahomes is trying to get to three. So, I don't know if I'd go 1A, 1B just yet because longevity is part of this equation. But just well, from a player, like just the well, playing the position point of view, you might put him up there. Well, right I
4: mean, now. I mean, they did, they did a comparison note on TV where they talked about the first seven years of Tom, the first seven years of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And they're tied in the playoffs as far as wins go. Yeah, 14. 14-3 in 14 yeah. playoff wins. And Tom has only beating them by one in Super Bowls. Tom has three and he has two. And now he's in his th- – he can tie Tom Brady next week with, with, the, with his third Super Bowl. So, I mm-hmm. mean, right now, I mean, Tom Brady overall went to 10 Super Bowls, which is ridiculous. And right. he won seven of them. I mean, so, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, what, 27 years old? I mean, so he's got, I mean, if, let's just say he plays the 40. He's got 13 more years. You're trying to tell me 13 ye- years he won't win four or five more Super Bowls? Well, all right,
3: let's think about this. Here's the gap, okay? Yeah. 2001 to 2004, they won 3 Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, this ain't going to stop. Then they come back in seven. You're like, all right, they're getting it cranked up again. They lose. hmm Then they don't make it back until 12, and they lose. And then there's also a little bit of gap. And then next thing you know, they go back what two, two in a row or whatever. Fourteen. Brady you know. had three 16, runs. Like yeah, separate he, did. Runs. he really did. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Aerosmith. You know, seventies, eighties, and nineties.
2: Yeah. So I mean, there is a chance that maybe there's a little bit of a drop off. I think a lot of people expected, with the roster makeup it was this year and how they looked in mid-December, that maybe this year would be that two thousand five, two thousand six lull. Clearly, it is not. Uh, let me throw this number at you from ESPN. Patrick Mahomes has never lost against the spread as an underdog away from Arrowhead Stadium. Saucy nugs. So for all this talk of he's got to go on the road this year, he's got to prove it on the road. Well, if he's going to be the underdog having to go on the road, good luck betting against him. Mm -hmm. And I just saw another stat that just popped up. Um, Five times as many bets have been placed, this is according to BetMGM and Yahoo Sports, five times... As many bets have been placed on the Chiefs' money line as the Niners' money line in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Yeah,
4: you know what I think. What else that, that might come into play as far as Patrick Mahomes tying Tom Brady is? How long do you think Andy's going to coach? That might be interesting to it's know how much how much que- longer. Good question. You know how long is he going to coach? But, I mean, as mu- I mean, as much as we want to say Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know, Tom proved that he moved on and won a Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think the pairing between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is essential.
2: Well, how oh. about if Kelsey bids do? Let's yeah. say they do win and he just says, you know what? I'm about to be 34. He pulls a Gronk. my Gronk. My, my brother is retiring, mm-hmm. my body's been taking a beating. If I stay with Taylor Swift, I'm never gonna have to worry about money. I mean, he won't have beating? to worry about money yeah. ever again either. It's
4: gonna, it's gonna be a roadie with Taylor. That's what's mm. gonna happen. I mean,
2: why not? At thirty-four mm. years old. And if the reports we heard pre him dating Taylor Swift <laughs> were true, we were hearing in June and July from people in the Kansas City Chiefs camp. I know I was, yes, bands Mike Duraco was as well, that he looked slow, he looked mm. disinterested. Mm. So I wouldn't even say it's a Gronk. It's a Jerome Bettis. It's a preserving yourself for the rest of your life. And for what it's worth, that's, what if Patrick Mahomes wins this one? Let's mm-hmm. say he wins seven before he's 35. Does he keep playing? Mm. That's a question, too. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, he, he looks as healthy. He you can make money. Think about how he's. You can avoided. make money
2: in all these commercials he's been doing well, too, or yeah, in TV. Look these at guys how much are ultra gonna competitors.
3: Gonna yeah, they're very, very that's competitive, it. and he's his race is against history. It really is. And, and it's like LeBron. Yeah, he's that that type of. Please don't bring him in. Yeah, I'm just, just saying. Like he's never. He's always chasing he a ghost. What do you mean? Don't bring him up. He's one of the great athletes of our era. He's yeah, chasing a ghost. We were was my about. example.
8: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I, I, honestly, that's, that's what they – they play against history as opposed they, – they play the team they're facing, obviously, and then they play against history too. And I do think they have a sense of it, which is kind of cool. But I think actually Mahomes – and this is actually a good
0: – maybe even a good, a, a good poll question today. Mm-hmm. What's the easier catch? Is it Mahomes catching Brady in passing or LeBron catching Jordan? Well, I would say easily Mahomes Mahomes, because people like you have already
8: (laughs) made MJ like because he went six and zero. It's that's untouchable because LeBron's already lost multiple finals. So it's like, oh, it's also the finals, but it's also the way. By by the way, have you checked the Lakers of late? Okay.
3: have you checked the Lakers of late? It ain't happening. He's getting another coach fired, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. It Barbara ain't
8: happening. Ham is in Cape inept.
3: Uh, and, and look, I, I mean, even just
2: Giannis.
8: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. felt. Which, uh, by LeBron the way, was the original. Shout
2: out to Doc Rivers. He uh, he said that he wouldn't wish the Bucks' job upon anyone. Yeah. As he's at his alma mater, Marquette, parading around Wisconsin the other day, like, what a world! What a world! <laughs> this league.
3: Uh, all right. So, if you're thinking about it, we could just like how. All right. How about how long before Pat Mahomes can pass Tom Brady uh, like in Super Bowl titles, and then maybe put just a, a, a year range in there, JJ, or maybe he never will. Yeah, or yeah, you can yeah. Uh, obviously include that as one of them. Five years, ten years, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it could be yeah. three years, five. You know, whatever, because they are on a roll. And if Travis Kelsey leaves, got to ask the question: <laughs> is there going to be is there going to be another guy that he's going to be able to prop up and and make uh, another Travis Kelsey out of him? Well, based on what he did these last handful of weeks, I'm looking for the stat right now. If you take a look. The San Francisco 49ers went through a three-game losing streak. It was early in the year. Mm -hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs went through a stretch where they lost a couple of really key ball games that dropped them out of the number one seed race, weeks 14 through 17, and they haven't lost since then. Mm -hmm. And and so you think about the time that they lost, Leon, it Mm -hmm. looks like, oh, my – and this is what – I fell for it. Weeks 14 through 17, we're in December, man. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself – ain't the same Chiefs, and they have come alive.
4: Hey, listen, man, when the Jaguars played the Chiefs, what, what, what week was that when they played the Chiefs? That that week two. Week yeah. two, right? Yeah. I, I said before the season, I said, if you're going to get the Chiefs, you better get them early. Yeah. I said, because when that train yeah. gets to rolling late, and you ain't going to be able to touch them. So.
2: Yeah.
8: Because remember, that was Chris Jones's first game. And
2: Kelsey's right. first game, right. too, because exactly. he didn't play week one either. Let's hit of that real quick, some significant news in the National Football League.
1: That just Happened, brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: So, JJ, you're now down to one job before you die. (laughs) no.
2: no. I'm so glad you read this one. The
0: Seahawks are set to hire Ravens DC. Mike McDonald is their next head coach. I mean, bro, you should start getting worried. Seriously.
2: I think think you need to call. The
0: Redskins are the commanders
4: left.
2: I think you need to call everybody up in DC and say, It's up to you. And I'll tell I'm you what, we're just going to be room. saying
8: you no. Know, it
4: listen, let's put some insurance on it. Yeah, so well. for you
8: guys who don't know what the hell we're talking about, a couple, like a week ago, I said, again, I would bet my life that Bill Belichick is, has a job on a sideline before the start of 2024 season. Now and that I, ain't happening, man. The
3: one thing that I have that I have observed, and this one is a blow. Okay, there's no question. This is a blow to the the, the promise that JJ says he will end. To
0: be fair, he also bet Linda's life too. Yeah, that exactly. was a long time ago. Yeah, he will and end his life. Nothing happened, if, if So you might okay.
3: does not get a job. Now <laughs> I'm just going to give him a little bit of a power move here, and this is kind of like he's about to go to Italy. This is kind of like mafia stuff. He got two guys to pull their names out of consideration. Okay, not just one. Yesterday he got Ben Johnson. I made a call. I'm yeah, and then today he makes another call, and Bobby Sloick pulls his name out. And so he's trying. He's trying. So by the are way the candidates in Washington? All right, let me give you one more. And we got to pull the sound bite up because Jerry Jones says he loves Dak and he loves Mike McCarthy. We'll have this coming up in just a second. But he is then asked about Bill Belichick. And it's just classic what he says. So we got to get that coming up here uh, as he was in Mobile talking to the masses. All right, we keep it rolling. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. Uh, don't forget, great golf course in great shape. Greens are rolling fast right now, so you make sure that you got get out there and enjoy a round of golf. You can plan an event. You can go out there for a foursome. You can go out and become a member and then hit that huge practice area.
1: It's all happening at the Golf Club of Southampton. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
2: In case you're just joining us, breaking news in the National Football League, the Seattle Seahawks, going from having the oldest head coach in the NFL with Pete Carroll to having the NFL's youngest head coach as they are finalizing a deal to hire Mike McDonald, the former Ravens defense coordinator, former Michigan man as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt yep, Hayes. Correct. At age 36 to become their head coach before we get to some more playoff or should I say Super Bowl talk uh do you want to give a local shout out uh and also uh, that your college basketball update of the day how about Debo Coleman former West Nassau warrior
3: really good player Georgia
2: Tech upsetting number five UNC last night I know the the upset uh, South They're Carolina a second straight top 10 team at the court storming that, that's happening everywhere but uh did want to give a little local tie there with our, our basketball update, too.
5: Yeah, I,
3: I like hearing that because uh, he we sat him down one of the media days, whatnot, real impressive kid, and you always ask that question, uh, why there? And, and obviously he goes to a place where they do play some good basketball inside the ACC, but I heard one of the talking heads last night, it might have been Seth Greenberg, one of them, saying that North Carolina is playing the best basketball right now, and then boom. It's uh, the go way now. it goes. Yeah, it's just they've so there's so many of them, like you mentioned, tennessee is the latest casualty courtesy of south carolina because kentucky was a week ago
2: and also <laughs> south carolina is now 18 and three so yeah. i think it's, time, it's it's time we start taking them seriously yeah.
3: yeah yeah it's it's the truth all right uh staying on the super bowl let's just do a little uh perfecto from the atlantic
2: to the pacifico
5: perfecto.
3: little perfecto get our little mood music going Pacifico, found in Baja, imported by surfers. For those that live life anchors up, and we're looking for a little perfecto here, if we can do it. Most of these will probably be Super Bowl tilted, and I'm going to ask you this question: see if you can get it. Christian McCaffrey, the guy has been a machine. Running back, Niners. Yeah, right. I was looking at the numbers since he Went was to Stanford. Yeah, <laughs> since he was dealt. To the San Francisco 49ers. They went back and showed the highlights of Kansas City and San Francisco and the numbers that he's put up since he was dealt. And this was about the same time that he was acquired and Brock Purdy stepped into the spotlight as the quarterback. So we're going back to I think it was week seven last year. Over 3,200 all-purpose yards since then. Wow. Since week seven. It's just nuts what he's been able to do. All right. So he can be the first running back to win a rushing title and make the Super Bowl since who? Mm. Marshall Falk. Is
8: it just
4: go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? Rushing title. The, and Make the Super Bowl. Make the Super Bowl. Rushing title. Todd and Todd make- Gurley? No. Nah, did he have the rushing
2: title?
8: There's no way.
3: Um, I don't believe I he had a couple great years. I don't know if you won the rushing title. He could be the first running back to win a rushing title And make the Super Bowl I'm going to go way back I'm going to say Jamal Lewis That's a good one mm-hmm. Good one, not correct
4: good. Edgar hmm. and James Never went to a Super Bowl though Yeah, yeah no, Cardinals.
8: Did. And with Colts
3: Yeah, I don't think he went as a Cardinals goal. He went as a Colt go Did Edron go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. As a, yeah. a Colt He won a Super Bowl in 06. In okay. But mm-hmm. I don't think he went as a Cardinal, I don't think. They also threw a lot.
8: I don't know if he, he would Marshall be the Park leading rusher of the league. Mm-hmm.
3: Something tells me
0: Marshall Falk wanted that year. You know the year you guys were supposed to play? <laughs>
4: what are you talking about?
0: The Jags.
2: 99.
3: The, yeah. Oh. Why do you want to bring up old stuff? <laughs> 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 All right, so here we go. Uh, McCaffrey can be the first running back to win a rushing title and make the Super Bowl since. I'll give you the answer in just a second. The only rushing title winners to win a Super Bowl are Emmitt Smith, Mm. three times, and Terrell Davis Mm in 1998. But the first guy, if McCaffrey – well, McCaffrey is going first guy since Sean Alexander in 2005. Wow. So when he went, it was Jerome Bettis's Super Bowl, right? and the Steelers won, Yeah, but he had the rushing title that year in the Seattle Seahawks. Matt that Hasselbeck? Yeah, Matt Hasselbeck and Mike Holmgren coaching them. Yeah, there's some forgettable teams
8: that lose
3: the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Isn't that yeah, something? No kidding. Yeah, so no perfecto there, but uh, we enjoyed a little Pacifico uh, on the way, so make sure you check them out.
2: By the way, for those keeping score at home, Leon's right. Edgar and James was not on the Colts in 2006. He had that. already wow. headed over Let's to the Cardinals.
3: So he already had gone to the Cardinals. I would
2: bring yes. a, perfectico, a, perfectico, yeah, you a perfecto it. up for Leon right now. They
8: <laughs> didn't uh, win with the card. The Cardinals didn't win. The Cardinals. No, they did not. No,
2: and then he yeah. that was in 2009, and he was on the Seahawks then.
3: Yeah, mm. he was already. Oh like, wow! Yeah, he literally teams?
2: missed those Super Bowl runs. I don't even remember by him by a on year. the
3: Seahawks. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, that that game, Texas Arizona, Arizona. Oh, here oh, it is.
2: Oh, um, although, so he left Indianapolis as its all-time exactly uh, his all-time leading rusher in uh, 9,200 yards. After his departure in March of 2006, they won the Super Bowl the following season. Oh,
4: my God. He, although he
2: was not on the team at the time, Colts owner Jim gave Ursay still oh, sent no. him a Super Bowl yeah, ring.
3: Yeah, I remember sort that. of embarrassing. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I gave him a ring anyway.
2: They just give out rings and hang banners mm-hmm. like it's nothing out <laughs> oh, there. Oh, look,
3: he's got a lot on his mind, uh, that Jimmy Ursay. Mm-hmm. He can't keep track of who's on that team. I actually of- really like that from Ursa. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a, it's well, nice. It is cool that he gives him a little love because he was one of the main pieces uh, behind it, that's for sure. But the Cardinals-Steelers game, one of the more underappreciated Super Bowls. 2008 maybe yeah, something it, like it, that. Yeah, nine I believe. Some yeah. big yeah. plays in that game. Oh, it was a, absolutely dude the San Antonio Homes. Yes, yeah. 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 The catch, the, James, the, the Harris. James Harrison, Harrison. interception, yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. the the uh, Fitzgerald touchdown.
3: Yeah. Oh my goodness! So, well, it's, I mean, great moments in yeah. in those games. Mm-hmm. That's for
0: sure. Yeah. Warner State pl- played so well in that game too. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's a that guy who run. Yeah, one of the few that has led more than one team to the Super Bowl. That's for sure. I think
0: they knocked
8: Rodgers out. Uh, like the round before that, maybe in the NFC title
3: game? Or? Maybe. I know Atlanta might have knocked him out once as a one seed, and then maybe them, yeah.
2: By the way, J.J., I, I do have one other opening that maybe Bill Belichick could take.
5: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Adam Schefter has been keeping a hiring cycle scorecard on X, if you've missed it. Um, there is one other opening besides <laughs> head coach of the Commanders. GM of the New England Patriots.
5: <laughs>
2: Maybe he takes that job. I mean, well, you
8: did say he would count it job. as a victory. I right. said on the, yeah, I did. I said on you the sideline, side yeah. I, I don't know if I'll take an assistant job. Well, yeah,
2: exactly. Or a GM yeah. front office job.
3: <laughs> or an analyst. <laughs>
2: at the place that he got fired from.
3: Yeah, like, like say, Trembawki, he wants to be a head coach and a GM, so he could, you know, like, you exactly. see John Lynch occasionally walk down to the sidelines, so that could count. At this was, point,
8: I'm like begging. I'm hoping for like an listen, off the field incident in the off season with one of these coaches. No, so where they have to let him go.
4: Listen, he should go to where all former coaches go to, to rehabilitate. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> just go to Alabama, coach for a year, rehabilitate, and come back and get you. <laughs> I'm a not sure. Kalen Kalen divorce. Divorce doing that though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not oh, oh that's Kalen right, divorce Nick. Yeah, Caleb. Well, Kalen. well, well was Peter Schrager you know.
2: said it in jest yesterday on Good Morning Football, but truly, I think that we should have a Belichick, Sabin Coach Cast. At least once a month on ESPN. Someone
3: said that, like, beyond Schrager, and they said that it actually has – there's legs to it.
2: Oh, it should happen.
3: Yeah, and, and it, it would be called a coach cast, and someone will pick it up, whomever it is, and that would be their answer to the Manning cast. Have you
0: ever watched the NFL films with with uh, Saban? They Not did, with Saban. Well, yeah. it's they do Saban, but there's – a, probably a good ten minutes where it's just him and Belichick talking. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like it's the best
8: hundred like players God, of all time or something.
3: They, he, lo- he loves was, like
8: the history of the game. The it's best one hundred was great. Yeah.
3: it really, really was. Uh, all right, speaking of great, Gio, the doctor is coming in. We're going to talk some injuries because uh, the ACLs never end. That's for sure. So we will get into some of those. If you have a sports injury question? You can hit the text line at six four one ten ten as we talk about the Super Bowl two o'clock hour. We'll start handing out prop bets. For Super Bowl, is it L V I I I?
1: I I I I
3: L V I yeah, we're yeah. almost Three back i's. to we're yeah.
2: almost back to no more eyes. Yeah, L V I I it's XL Project.
1: Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in. High. Love seeing G O.
3: Welcome to 1010XL, sir, on a Wednesday afternoon. Thank you. You, you should do, do like a – you know how you do Pacifico? You yeah. should do Gio. Gio. I tried to get him to go with the G. G.O. He wouldn't do it. No. Uh, but if nothing else, uh, he's ready to rock and roll. Dr. George Bari, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. If it's a sports injury question, you can text 641-1010. It might be you. It might be one of your favorite athletes. Whatever it might be, 641-1010. Uh, We'll try and hit them here, or we will cover them on Breaking Bones Sunday morning. So, Gio, uh, first off, uh, we're going into this bye week, and we're going from championship games to Super Bowl Sunday. And you have a guy, and we'll use Joe Tooney as kind of our jumping off point. All right, Joe Tooney is a guy that if it wasn't a serious enough injury, just describe what the treatment would be. Like every single day, they'd be working on him left and right he is considered a long shot to suit up because he basically is looking at possibly requiring surgery. Okay. He's gone after multiple opinions to find out what's going on. He's got a pec injury. Okay. So a pectoral injury and trying to figure out whether he can avoid surgery or not. But I'm just saying, how hard will team doctors work on these guys with
9: that extra week to try and get them ready? Well, I mean, it's really the therapist, right? I mean, they're going to be working on that pec to make it work and, and to make it decrease in inflammation. Now they're looking at you said he got a couple of opinions. Yeah, listen on to this. It says
3: conclusions
9: ranging from a strain to a full tear. Well, that's those are that's two vague. very different things. Yeah, a strain and a tear are, are big, big differences, and on MRI mm-hmm. they should be a, a, you know looking a little different. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. A full tear needs to be fixed, and you um, would know immediately though, wouldn't you? Well, once you get the MRI, you should be able to see it. Yeah. Right if it's torn or not. So there's some misinformation being mm-hmm. put out there, but um <laughs> also it, I mean
0: you you're not playing with that unless you're getting shot, right?
9: You're not well you're not playing with a full pec. No,
0: not a full. Even if you have a pec injury, even if it's not
9: full. Yeah, it's going to hurt a lot. Yeah. Right, it's going to hurt a lot. Um but it has been he, he didn't did he play last? No. No, so no, so, they, a, so they ruled him out and then they thought 3 well, weeks at least, right? Yeah, if they
3: advance, he's got a couple of more weeks to no. try and get ready, and now they're kind of It sounds
9: sure. to me he has a full-peck because no one's going to say full-peck if it's not possible, but people will say it's sprained or strained uh, okay. even if it's torn to, uh. to save some face. So he's probably going to need a surgery, and he looks like he's shopping around to get an opinion that he doesn't need, and he's probably not going to get that opinion, mm-hmm. and he's going to need that fixed.
2: Let's stay with the Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco did play on Sunday against the Ravens despite – Turf toe and an ankle injury. Uh, for those who may be unfamiliar, Doc, turf toe. Walk us through what that is, and couple that with an ankle injury, yeah. and the fact that he's a running back.
9: Yeah, turf toe is when that big toe, basically the volar plate, which is the bottom portion of it, gets inflamed. And it, if you get an MRI, it lights up, you know, very bright because of the inflammation. It hurts a lot. It's partial tearing of the volar plate of that toe, and there's kind of not much you can do for. It. You just kind of let it rest. And now there is. A surgery for it is very rare. I've never seen or heard of anybody actually doing it. I'm sure there's somebody out there who's done it, but it's not super common. Really, it's therapy and rest, and you can inject it to get it feel better. But yeah, I mean, it, when it doesn't feel good and you got and in place tough, you can do a, a little metal plate underneath it to prevent that toe from bending, which is where it hurts the most when, when they bend that toe. So that is possible as an insert to put in the shoe. But yeah, having a, a toe and an ankle uh, together is definitely not a good combination, but he, especially on the same foot. Yeah, but he looked, you know, he looked pretty decent. So, so
0: even even if it gets stepped on,
9: right, it's gonna hurt a lot. Yeah, so yeah. Th-
0: so that's why they do the steel. Some of them have like the steel tip they put in the. Are they cleat? allowed to put that in the game? I think they are. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah.
9: Mm-hmm. I mean, you can to prevent someone from stepping on because it's gonna it's gonna hurt a lot if a cleat hits it. All right, we got a couple more sports injuries
3: that we will hit, but this one is cracking me up on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. This guy, I'm just going to assume it's a guy, it might be a, a, a gal, I'm not sure, uh, but they're trying to get out of something. And the question is, is it possible to pull a Minshew to break my thumb to get out of work without serious damage? And just to <laughs> remind people, Gardner Minshew wanted to make sure that he got another year of eligibility and he needed to basically come up with an injury. Yeah. So a bottle of old number seven, a bottle of Jack later, he puts a hammer to
9: his thumb yeah.
3: and breaks his yeah. own thumb.
9: So uh, it, it, I don't recommend it, but if you want to know the least uh, bad place to break it, it would be called a, t- uh, a tuft fracture. It would be the, the tip of the bone. If you could just break the tip uh, of the bone, yeah. it should heal just fine. You might lose your fingernail and it'll grow back. Uh, but, uh, next question is, uh,
3: <laughs> next question is do, do you know a guy? <laughs> <laughs> that might be able to help with that. No, I, you do not. I no, do, not. do
9: not. Well, not on it. Fingernails, never Yeah, I'll you. probably fall off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to hit it hard enough for it to for 1, break. 10,
5: 10 right I now. A, and I, I, I had, had a friend up. who had
0: put a paper clip in an electric socket one time and was worried about losing his fingernail. That's what he was worried about, <laughs> doing yeah. that? Yeah, he was trying to, like – Brilliant.
3: Trying
9: to, like, you know – That's
3: a lot more things I'd worry about. Eliminate the electricity in the apartment on the other side of the wall. alright four one ten ten. if you have an injury. JJ's friend, too, actually. Sports injury, you can definitely let us know. Joel Embiid goes to the ground hard last night and the impact from another it was a golden state warrior that fell on him and it's not like when you go to the ground it's it's unforgiving where you might be able to stretch the knee out a little bit more anyway
9: it lands directly yeah. on the got, knee yeah and then the impact to the hard court he got beat up that game a couple of times i yeah. saw he hurt his knee i think his ankle and his shoulder and you like know him
3: beat he can start to moan and groan and as the season wears yeah. on.
9: But, yeah, I saw that. I mean, his knee was extended and then someone just landed on it and he had a little hyperextension mm-hmm. uh, and, and hit the ground and he kind of limped off. You know, I don't think anything too bad happened. The good thing is, in in a sense, the floor stops yeah. the hyperextension at some point, right? Right. So just the impact's going to hurt. He might have a bone bruise. I highly doubt he did anything bad. It's possible you could have a small microfracture with an impact like that. Mm-hmm. And so that is very possible. But – if I had to bet on it, and I don't know if the reports are out yet, but I'm sure they got an MRI, and I'm sure it probably just shows a bone bruise with nothing serious, and at this point, it's just a wait and see. He, uh,
0: again, that's another issue of just the tall guys,
9: right? Well, I mean, his injury was a little different. He was laying on the floor, right, and then someone—if you watch, someone came to land it on his leg. So I mean, whether you're tall or short, that's right, right. But I
0: mean, the actual recovering from the injury, it's much more difficult. A bigger for the man. Guys yeah. that are-
9: I think so. Time, people who right? are taller, they, there's studies that show they do get a little bit more injuries um, and just take sometimes a little longer to recover. Uh, so there is that. Uh, but, um, I mean, I think if it's just a bone bruise, it's just going to take some time. Uh, one of the other guys coming out of this weekend with a torn
3: ACL uh, along that Kansas City Chiefs front, uh, Charles who uh, a torn ACL. And look, I know it drives you crazy, but this is one of the most common injuries Uh, And it just won't go away. And I don't know that there's any way that you can guard against it. Now, he's an edge rusher. Are we going to see the day when they're going to start having to wear the gear offensive
9: lineman wear? Well, I mean, anyone that that plays a sport can tear their ACL. and, And there are studies that show if you fix landing mechanics and running mechanics, you can reduce the impact of an ACL tear. Uh, so those have been proven. they do it in college sports. a lot of volley, high school or excuse me, college FEMA volleyball teams practice the landing mechanics huh. when they jump up and down mm-hmm. because they have been proven to, to, to do that. The problem in contact sports is when you're running away from somebody or somebody's hitting you, your mechanics aren't perfect because you're, you're trying to juke and jive and someone's tackling you. So you know mechanics sometimes go out the window a little bit, and that's the issue. But anyone that's playing football or making a cut or anything or getting tackled the wrong way can tear their ACL. All
2: right, two more from me as we get everybody set for the Super Bowl. Um, the first, I don't know if it's so much a medical question as it is a privacy right slash how do you a- approach this situation, which is, of course, Kadarius Toney. Um, he has been inactive since week 14 with a hip injury. He also was credited with missing this past Sunday's game because of personal reasons because he welcomed his first child into the world. And then he goes on Instagram live the day after his daughter is born and starts firing off that he's not hurt and the chiefs are making it up yeah as it, let's say you are the you are the doctor for the chiefs in in a hypothetical world yeah. I mean like how does this happen
9: uh well, it's probably that they're lying <laughs> i mean if I was a doctor I'd, yeah. i i, I w- it wouldn't be coming out of my mouth right as a physician you would that's a team thing. You want to be impartial, although you know some docs are get get paid by the team. Some do it uh, volunteer, but you need to be impartial, even if the team pays you. So that's something that that team doc might get thrown in the middle of, but he really needs to stay out of it, uh, unless it's a true injury. I would think he w- like you know. I mean
2: he missed like the last three weeks right. of the season.
9: But uh, as being team doctor is a little tough sometimes because you want to answer to the player and you have to answer to the team, and sometimes they want two different things. Mm-hmm. And so the best thing is to just be kind of. Stay out of the the drama and just say, "Look, there's an injury. There's not an injury, but don't make you're not part of the press conferences or any of that Instagram stuff." It's yeah, kind of tough.
2: And then one more. Uh, we were marveling at this yesterday. Two, two total players on the Niners injury report heading into the Super Bowl, and they both are considered just day to day minor bangs and bruises. That's great. I mean, when have we seen that? And, and just just for our listeners who may, you know may not understand the context of that, I mean. How often like can you remember ever seeing a team make it through a season? And yes, they had their ups and downs. Debo Samuel was on IR, so was Trent Williams, but to be at this juncture and be fully healthy.
9: Yeah, I mean that's not super common, right but we always they always talk about how at the end of the year there's aches and pains and bruises and you got to fight through it. so I mean that's pretty rare. Kudos to their their training department, keeping them healthy and, and intact and their team doctor. Of course. Yes, exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Come on, exactly. but you know, and I, and I also think there's a little bit of luck to it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there has to be some yeah, little bit of, of luck to it. Plus, whatever the team is doing is helping out. Yeah, they always look at that strength and conditioning program and where they stress the body and how long and the off season program and all
3: that. All right, Geo, good stuff as always. We'll have breaking Bone Sunday morning. Sunday morning, seven thirty. They can look for our podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, or TintedXL com. You can go there and find breaking bones. We will do that Sunday morning, seven thirty. Gio, I appreciate it as always. You can definitely check him out, Bariorthopedics.com and look for locations all over the first coast. All right, Big Stars, jump back in here before you are out. Uh, as we, you know, we mentioned that pec injury and we asked you about this uh, last time because you had more of the, the bicep and tricep tendon, mm. but Joe Tooney has had as far as diagnoses go, a partial tear or a strain to a tear. Uh, and then you're looking at it. And you're trying to figure out whether or not you're going to elect surgery. And you're a game away from the Super Bowl. What's going through your mind?
4: Well, I mean, it's unfortunate because you put, you put all that time and energy into the regular season. And then you get to the postseason, and you can't play. He didn't play in the Buffalo game, did
3: he? He, he played, played then, he played, got hurt. He got then hurt in the Buffalo game. Didn't play game, in the Baltimore. Game, Baltimore
4: game. Yeah, yeah, it sucks if you're gonna be on the sideline on the Super Bowl. But you know, you've made your contribution. You know, your teammates ain't looking at you sideways. They know that you sacrificed yourself to get you get the team to that point. But it still sucks, mm-hmm. especially if you win it. You win it, and you weren't you didn't partake in it. It's a right. little frustrating. But but listen, I've had two tricep tears. Well, actually, three. You try some tests. I listen. I don't want to have anything on the pec. I mean, that pec tear. I know that's got to be excruciating. Cool. That pain. Yeah. I mean, it, it, just just imagine trying. Just imagine you're six three, three hundred and something pounds trying to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. You know, every uh, every subtle move every to move. your left, yeah, your any right, move your arms gonna hurt. Yeah, right? it's gonna be painful. Like yeah. right now, my listen, I, my left elbow is hurting right now So my fire. surgery. My hey, it's on fire right now. Yeah, it's, it's from my surgery when I when I tore it. Every now and then, occurrences happen where it get it, it gets inflamed, mm-hmm. right? It, it, now it'll go away, but I just got to deal with it right now. Right now, it's killing me. But yeah. I'm, I'm playing. I, I'm talking in pain right now. This mm-hmm. wants people to You're know that. Through right? it, I'm playing through it. man. I'm fighting. A we'll couple of guys
3: like you on this show. Yeah, you, you
4: know, not everybody would do that. Yeah. You know, Tough right?
3: guy. Listen, we appreciate it. and we, <laughs> We're we all man's <man-made, laughs> man. right? Go, exactly. Yeah. And we appreciate your line mate, uh, Big Rich, for bringing in the barbecue. Absolutely. All right, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. You got it. And some of those leftovers. He heads out. We head into the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, staying on the Super Bowl talk. Uh, back to the college football world. Because we mentioned some of these guys that are at the Senior Bowl and getting ready for either the bowl games or getting ready for the Combine. So we'll get back to that talk coming up. Uh, including what's happening with Tennessee as the NCAA is looking up on Rocky Top. It's XL Primetime.
1: This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
3: Good rock and roll coming out of the J.J. Airwaves. The 2 o'clock hour is here. Joe C., Mia O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, we crank. Until 3 o'clock this afternoon, the Golf Club of Southampton bringing you today's show. Uh, And we've been talking a lot about the Super Bowl, looking ahead with the draft prospects, Senior Bowl going on on NFL Network. And uh, there's a lot of big names that are coming out of the state schools that we probably need to zero in on. And we'll spend a little bit of time in this 2 o'clock hour doing that. Because like, let's just jump off here and, and use Jared Verse as an example. And he's another transfer portal success for fsu and jermaine johnson is a guy that played along that defensive front and is now going to the pro Bowl. and you have to ask yourself the question is jared verse going to be have the same type of success be the same type of guy will he go higher in the draft uh me thinks yes uh but jared verse is a guy that i don't know matt from time to time i criticize the acc i don't know if you know that but from time to time i do uh, now that it's any coast conference or all coast conference, the guy playing that position in that league sometimes can look really, really good against the lineman they're going up against. How good do you think Jared Verse will be?
0: He also kind of got lost in some games too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think when he's when he's on and he's a disruptor, no yeah. doubt about it. And he's got great size and um, he's really quickness. athletic. Yeah, yeah, he's quick. He's really athletic. But again. When when you get to the NFL, it's different. It's a different animal. You're you're talking about going against the elite at the tackle position every single play, mm-hmm. um, and that's not just unique to him. That's Dallas Turner. That's Latu. That's all those guys. They're the edge guys. So it's I like Dallas Turner is a a little bit of an undersized height wise. Yeah, guy. well, undersized weight too. He's like yeah. he's like probably two forty. He's like mm-hmm. a he's like a real outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. That's that's playing edge basically in an odd front. Um, but he's considered. He's probably considered the top edge guy in the draft. He here a lot too. Um, but yeah, it's that's a difficult, you know, we always talk about how the quarterback, it's a quarterback game and it is a quarterback driven game. It's it's you got to have a quarterback and you got to have the guy that can get the quarterback. But it's not as easy to get Ugh. have the guy that get the quarterback. And it's you might have a guy that has the perfect size and height and weight and he can do it all, but he just doesn't do it. And then you got a guy who's not the perfect height, size and weight and is always around the quarterback. So it's just – it's want. A lot of that position is want. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's want, and it's also what does the team, what does the scheme want, too. Sure, because, like, sure. Latu is at the Senior Bowl right now. I've seen so many reports about how quick his, he is off the edge, his bend. He looks like, you know, a motorcycle driver when they're, like, coming around oh, the corner. Yeah. He's a
0: big dude. He's got – two. he's probably 265, I bet.
2: But he's a speed guy. Yes, he has hands, and yes, he has moves – but he's a speed guy, so he's going up against Tyleese. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name until the cows yeah, come home. Yeah, he's 6'5",
0: 265, Latu. Right. Big mm-hmm.
2: dude. He's a big dude, but against Tyrese Fuaga from Oregon State, he looked like a little man. I mean, he enveloped him. and yeah, so are going to. Compared to a Jared Verse, who may be a little bit taller, a Dallas Turner that's a bigger frame, I'm not so sure. Like it, it come, to, it comes yeah, down to what your like, preferred flavor. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. so, I don't know what
0: verse is. Verse can't be 6'5", can yeah. he? Yeah, I don't
3: think yeah, he's bigger than. Yeah, I would put him at six four, but
2: he's not at the Senior Bowl, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. we we don't have. You know, the I've, I've seen him work six out. 260 is yeah. what Florida State yeah. has him listed yeah. at. And
3: so right I'd put him right there, and I put Dallas Turner, like I said, just a little shorter, but maybe a little a little heavier. But the thing is, is that yeah, the Leon Circes of the world swallow these guys up. They've got to rely on quickness. They've got to manufacture moves. Uh, that was one of the biggest criticisms when you talk about Trayvon Walker and, for that matter, Josh Allen learning how to have more sure. moves to gain leverage, outquick them to that point.
5: He's, on- the, he's
0: Josh Allen is literally the perfect example of what I was talking about. That's a guy who, if you're going to make in a in, in, in a beaker or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the perfect rush in an odd front, it's him. Test mm-hmm. tube. It's mm-hmm. it's him in a lab, mm-hmm. and he took. Five years before he became the guy that everyone thought he could be. Yeah. And
2: well, sometimes it takes time. Look at Daniil Hunter, too. I mean, what was his college production at LSU? Oh,
0: was, yeah. I mean, he was pretty good. Yeah, but, but he wasn't. Miles he was to a, too. he, he was certainly wasn't the an NFL elite. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Well, here's another one. Okay. Mason Smith was supposed to dominate this yeah, year.
2: Right. Well, okay. dominate this yeah, it's a great okay? one. Okay. He was, may was, slip today, too. Yeah. But it,
0: he's also like a, he's got a knee, man. Right. But he's, he's
3: also an interior guy. He's a bigger human being. And yes, you're right. He was coming back from an injury, but, and coming back from a suspension, too. So you, there's just no guarantee, is my no, point. No, there's not. Yeah. No, 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 no. Especially in the defense. No, I'm glad
0: you brought up Mason Smith. I, mm-hmm. I, I think the further he gets away from that injury, the better he's going to be. Yeah, he's I, so
3: big. He's got two A's
0: in his name. So yeah, he. I mean, he's he's so quick, man, and yeah. big, interior yeah. big. Those are the guys I'm talking about when you ask. What what should the Jags do? Big, go big mm-hmm. on offense and defensive lines, interiorly. Big. Which
2: is what you know on the offensive and defensive line. Leon was bringing up earlier during the twelve o'clock hour about the Ravens mm-hmm. and how they went out and got goose because they're like, we need on both lines of scrimmage, we need to be able to just fill up fill up space.
0: Somebody with a big ass. Mm-hmm. Yes, to which honestly, that's what you which, mean, I knew you man. liked them.
2: To which <laughs>
0: it's the truth, man. And, and this is the X Files music
2: portion of uh, the Senior Bowl from yesterday, JJ. Um, Tavondre Sweat, massive man out of Texas. Yeah. Did not weigh in at the Senior Bowl.
0: He looked to be at least 370, 380. I saw him on TV. He, did someone go to Popeyes a
2: couple too many times? Maybe some McDonald's runs after playing in the college football playoffs?
0: I don't know, but we went to Popeyes right outside Alabama yeah. a few years ago on the way home, and that you was. Never criticize those right. eating decisions that anybody went best, Especially after you've been to a college ever.
2: football playoff. I'm not going to question it, yeah. but he looked. Yeah, he he didn't look he 340. Did, he,
0: looked he looked big. There's no doubt about it. I, I, It's funny you said that because I was watching him yesterday during a break, and I was like, ooh, that's got to be 370 easy. Yeah. But a big guy. You need a big guy like that. If mm-hmm. he can keep his weight under control, that, that's, that's not only how you stop the run, but it's also how you disrupt the middle of a pocket and you force it out. If you can force a quarterback out, you're going to win. Mm-hmm.
2: So one more, because I think this is a very interesting name at the Senior Bowl, because he's been popping – because of traits, and we know the general manager in this town loves traits. Gabe Hall, defensive lineman out of Baylor, a, a guy 6'7", right? Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong, something like Yeah, he's a big like dude. He's close to that. And he's been tearing it up at the Senior Bowl. He's got 34 and three-eighths inch arms, wingspan of 84 inches. That's 95th percentile. I mean, coached by a guy who knows
0: what the hell he's doing too. Coached by a guy who knows what
2: he's doing, but he never really had the production that they were expecting, and so that's why when I've seen that name floated, because again, we look at the Trayvon pick, we look at so many picks that are based on traits. At some point or another, you know, you look at Gabe Hall and the traits, but then you look at Braden Fisk, and like, yeah, he's got T Rex arms, but like, look at how fast he is coming off the line at the senior bowl. You
3: you, uh, you have to have it all. You have to be coached well. Uh, and and then you have to make this decision. What else do you add to the puzzle to make him better? Because Josh Allen had two great years, and in part because of who played next to him and who played on the other side uh, in Trayvon. Let's make this the 10-10 take because, you know, this is the critical decision, and I don't know if they're going to be going back to the well that well you
1: guys are talking about again. Now, Joe C.'s 10, 10 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pitmasters since 68. Man, they
3: got the big game giveaway. Whenever you hear that uh, cue to text the word Sonny's in, make sure you do it because you've got a chance to just get a haul of barbecue brought to your house or you'll be picking it up probably, but you get what I'm saying. Chicken, pork, ribs, all those tremendous sides. But, yes. Whenever you hear the word Sonny's, make sure you text it in and get qualified for that great big game giveaway. So is Trent Balky going to go back to the well one more time and look for more pass rushers? And we say to ourselves, go get the big people, and I totally agree. That's always been my mindset is that there are fewer of them walking this earth. So gravitate to the good players that are massive human beings and get them on your side. But is he going to go Josh Allen, top 10 pick, Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick, and then two years later go again and look for some more edge, look for some more pressure? I'm not 100% against it. But my gosh, man, you need to figure this out and start populating other position rooms with talented people because that's how you build a football team. So that's the 10 10 take because honestly, that's what it comes down to, Matt. You've got to make sure. I disagree. I
0: disagree. I think you you win a championship by By having those guys. By the defensive line. But
3: but think about what we have all talked about. I totally get that you have to have, if you have the opportunity to get more pass rushers, you go get them. I totally get it. But at the same time, The interior of this defensive line sucked, okay? It sucked. But the season before, the last seven
0: games, RRH – Played out of his mind.
3: Last two Devon years. Hamilton played out of his mind. That's why they won seven in a row. Yeah, but the last two years, the interior part of that of that, again, Devon Hamilton was not one hundred percent healthy. I get it. And I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the last two years, if we're being real here, this team has not collapsed too many pockets. No, from I the don't interior. disagree
0: at all. I don't disagree at all. That's yeah. what I'm that's why I'm saying Even not, only I, not only would I not be shocked if they went D-line, I'm encouraging it.
3: Yeah. Do it. But my my point is, is that you have got to get dominating figures in the interior part before you go to the well for another edge rusher. That's no, what I don't disagree with that either. I, I, would, I would take either one, mm-hmm. either one. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and if you're going interior offense, where they're picking the first round, I'd be happy with that too. Big bodies. They yeah. need big bodies. Yeah.
2: By the way, you also have to consider the entire board and the depth of the draft. That's personally why, no offense to the wide receiver in the first round camp, there is some elite wide receivers. Daniel Jeremiah has eleven wide receivers in his top fifty that he revealed yesterday, a lot so of
3: good-looking players too. I
2: pair that up with—it's not that deep of an edge rusher class. Mm-hmm. That's why I think they are going to either a have to address that in free agency because I would think you're not bringing Caleb on back, but yeah, I, I,
5: I, uh, you I better mean, not.
0: Like, yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, you don't have any guards. At some point, you got to address that. that. You well, not?
2: that's well, that's what I'm getting at. There's what I'm many getting needs. at is right. There's many needs. You need to consider the depth of each of those positions because if you're not going to get a guy that can contribute as an edge rusher, not right away as a starter, but like be a rotational piece Mm -hmm. in the 6th or 7th round, like yeah, you're probably going to have to use a day one or a day two pick on an edge rusher again or go out and sign somebody in free agency. I agree. I think offensive line is where they ultimately will go with one or two of those first three picks personally, but I can't dismiss the fact that this edge rusher class is kind of lean.
0: I'm not, I, I would go – if you asked me what I would do, I'd go big body offensive line. Mm-hmm. You took one last year, the guy looks like a 10-year player. Yeah. And you can go to his yeah, line yeah. guy mate and go to his line mate. Yeah, pick the right guy. You let's, get let's you another 10-year
3: player on the interior. Yeah. And the other thing is is that is that there are enough knees that you can't – you shouldn't reach for one guy because you think it's a thin position and you got to go get that edge rusher because there's only so many of them. Don't do that, okay? And you may not have gotten in him the, in the free agent world either. But at the same time, you've spent money there. You've spent draft capital there. Go get those other important positions taken care of. And if nothing else, the, the one way to help your defense is to keep your offense out there longer. Yeah. yeah. Not only I mean, like, they're. And, and, that, and that's drafting offense every relying alignment. on a guy who had a dislocated knee yeah. eight months, nine months earlier yeah.
0: to be a starter yep. and another guy who's on his last Achilles, legs.
3: yeah. Achilles and a dislocated, and Sheriff, I mean, you, you, dislocated kneecap, just so we're accurate. So we look, don't want to dislocate knees. The point is, it was a significant injury that they were relying on
0: him coming back yeah. from that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I look. They need guys in the middle that can that can not only shore up the middle so they can run the ball, but how many times did the pressure come up from the middle against Trevor mm-hmm. and, and knock down a
5: pass,
3: force him to force him to change his arm angle, yeah. force him to escape? How many times do we see that this right. year? And he gets uncomfortable. Yeah. And and, and and this is the plus minus of both of these. It's this interior line failing, and that, and I'm not giving up on Ford yet. By the way, I, I think
0: Ford just needs to gain some strength. Yeah. They just get get him in the weight room.
2: Get Gus Bradley. And you know back. what? If you get what did what did we just have the conversation mm-hmm. in the first in the first hour? If you get strong guard play around him, and he does It'll woke help. up, does that yeah. not help?
3: Oh, it does 100. The 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 triangle that we all talk about is making sure you set up the triangle to protect your quarterback, and then the triangle on the other side is set up your middle linebacker to be a star with big men that are athletic. And, yeah, two guards can cover up a center. That's 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 true. I do believe that because the center always requires a guy who might be just more a little more nimble, makes all the calls, doesn't have to be the most ferocious guy. But take a look at Kansas City. Apollo Creed, okay, that guy's knocking people out left and right. If they, and so you, if you they go in
5: –
0: If they go in next season and they don't make a change and they don't add at the middle three anywhere, they're going to be in trouble.
3: Yeah, they're going to be right back where they were this this go-around. It's XL Primetime.
1: This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL.
2: Never fear, Jaguar fans. We are keeping posted. Our eyes are peeled on the Senior Bowl, Mobile Alabama, one-on-ones, offensive line versus the defensive line in the trenches going down right now. Uh, Matt Hayes and I were just locked in for the last five minutes during that timeout. Takeaways, Matt Hayes, as we segue to the offensive side of the trenches in our discussion?
0: I I don't know. What, if they go in next year thinking that, that Ezra's their left guard and Sheriff's their right guard and they're, then they're good at center and they're just going to look for backups. It's just a massive All they need to do is get bigger, faster, stronger. Just a massive mistake.
3: Man, oh, man. Seriously. Mano. Seriously. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, I mean, you are asking for trouble. I agree.
2: As we see a good rep from a friend of the program, Sam Pittman's son, not his son, but his mm-hmm. son, his former player, Bo Limmer, the center for Arkansas. Um, I, look, I'm going to give you guys a scenario. Are you ready for this? I already sent it to Coach Campo. Bo Valentine, speaking of Bo's, and I were, you know, looking at the old. Pro Football Network mock draft machine, throwing around some names, throwing around. Hey, what would happen if the Jags didn't do what Matt just described? They didn't say, all right, we're going to re-sign Ezra to a team-friendly one or two-year deal. We got Scherf in the final year, and Fortner's going to take the next step, and we'll find depth, and Cooper Hodges is still here. What if they didn't say that? What if they said, nope? What Trent Baalke said at that press conference last week about getting bigger, getting stronger in the weight room. What if we need to go out and get guys like? was described by Rich Tilsky earlier in the program, what was described by Leon Searcy in the 12 o'clock hour, the attitude. So here we go. You trade back, probably not going to get past 25, Tyler Guyton. You go right back to the well. You go to Oklahoma, you get the right tackle. A
3: big-time big time prospect. A
2: guy who, to those of you who now panic and say, but you have Walker Little, what, Cam and, and Anton, Panay Sewell mm-hmm. lined up how many times? at the tight end position, as an eligible receiver for the Detroit Lions.
3: The greatest motion man I've ever seen in the National Football League when he went from left to right behind center.
2: Tyler Guyton began his college career as an H-back. What if I was to tell you, you bring him in, you give him time to develop in a weight room, but well, he's still going to play 12 snaps a game because you are going to be like the Detroit no, Lions and no. you're going to bring in that I don't need a
0: guy 20 snaps. Number, I need 60 yeah. snaps a game. Well, eventually
2: eventually yeah. he may be that guy i i
0: but mean i don't i don't know luxury I, you now. Don't think, I don't think you have yeah. the luxury for that right now i i, I think you're it, however they want to look at this you only have so many
3: years mm-hmm. where you've got this group of guys together where you can actually do something and the price that trevor's right at right now you have at least a couple more years where that's affordable unless you go ahead and bite the bullet and, and do a long-term contract you're gonna have to you're gonna have to really manufacture money because he's gonna command a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I just but, think
0: you can't put yourself in a position where well, you, it's, you have a guy that's playing 12 plays. Yeah, for it's impossible,
3: yeah. at least at least for this football team. Other teams have the luxury, and I don't know whether Detroit would qualify for that or not. I don't know, but they do have a good offensive line. There's no question, and Sewell was immediately part of that. But the other thing is is that if you were to draft one of those big men at the offensive line, you are saying goodbye or will have said goodbye to Cam. Okay? that's That has to be or part of Or even Brandon
2: Scherf. For yes. Sure. Yes. Do yeah. you say goodbye to both? Can you not say goodbye to both, and thus you have to keep one?
3: Uh, you know, I I would my first. I've always defended Cam. I've always felt like he was one of the better offensive linemen on this football team, underappreciated. But if you say goodbye to two guys that are financially expensive to you on the cap, Brandon Sheriff has not lived up to it, and Cam missed half of it. Okay, remember, Cam missed basically half of this season through suspension and injury. So you're offing a lot of salary cap dollars that will open up the door for you to do some other things, but you still have to make sure that you have men blocking men. And you're also it's not, very risky.
0: I don't think it's just Cam and sure. You're also dealing with Josh Allen's extension.
3: You got to sign Ridley. Mm-hmm. That's why one of those two or both are going.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: There's no other way to
1: look at that. Right,
3: and and a two-year math problem of. Signing Trevor at some point. And you've got guys that you're going to have to sign next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ciscos, Campbells. A, yeah, all, you know. yeah,
1: yes.
2: So let me throw a couple more offensive line names at you then that give you versatility. Mm-hmm. So another name considered at the back end of that first round, maybe beginning of the second, Graham Barton has played three positions along the offensive line. So there's your scenario where you say, hey, maybe he's our left guard because they don't re-sign Ezra. But he also could push at the center position. He also can play tackle in a pinch. You also, if you want to wait till the second round, maybe you look at a guy like Zach Frazier, the center out of West Virginia, who literally broke his leg and was still demanding he wanted to play in the ball game. That's a mean guy to develop an attitude around. Two-year captain, I believe, as well, but who has guard versatility.
3: I I like the idea of a second or third rounder as an interior lineman, and it's probably a little more sensible value-wise. Uh, unless you have the ment of ment the meaning the the Linder bombs or something well, well actually you I know just, what he was a little I just bit later want, too, like a tough or a guy. creed too hmm? i want a tough right dude a badass right but i don't want necessarily Cooper an injury from k state is a yeah. tough yeah. dude right yeah yeah i don't want an injury history and i do want the tough dude that's smart but also strong okay he has to ha- strong has to be one of his assets tough and smart but better be strong Okay? Sure, because you will get manhandled in the middle, like we've all talked about. So all those, all those. Uh, uh, I don't, and frankly, maybe Cooper Hodges is that guy. In. I don't know. I don't think any of
0: us Very know. Well until he's, he's completely healthy,
2: but to that point, and that's where, and I, I think Cooper Hodges was on a great trajectory. I've enjoyed my conversations with him. I think he could be that guy. However, as we learned from this past year with Ben Barch. You can't just bank on a guy coming back from a knee injury, especially a guy who has never actually played a game in the yeah, National Football yeah, League yeah. And, and say, "Yeah, yeah, well we'll fi- we'll figure it out with him."
3: And by the way, the one thing that you have to remind yourself all the time is whenever these guys flash, when is it? If they're backups, it's in the preseason, and the preseason fools many football minds. It fools you. You think you see something he that's to good be in there, camp, and it's not.
0: He looks really good in camp. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. And that's Jag on Jag. Right. But he, he looked good. He, he looked promising. Good in camp. Uh, but you just have to make sure that you have a plan. And, look, plenty of other teams have banked on it, have had plans, and have gotten plays out of these guys. So many other rookies out there, balky, if you're listening, are playing and contributing.
0: Yeah, this, you know what's going to happen. You guys know what's going to happen. He's going to draft Zach Zinter. You know that's going to happen. Oh, the, right I've
2: already accepted that. That's, that's, uh, that's coming 100% on day three. 100 going to happen. So, Zach Zinter is the – he's a guard, Yes. Or the he
0: center. Who out his knee against Ohio State. Michigan he's, offensive he's lineman. Out, yeah. out Let people know November. who we're talking about yes. because not he, everyone else is He's has a guard their for Michigan, chart. an all-American guard in Michigan. Yeah. He's a really good player, okay? Mm-hmm. Really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, A guy that's got a little nasty in him. Good player. Mm-hmm.
2: Team captain, too. He's He uh, cried in the stands yeah, when he went down against guy. Ohio State. Character
0: guy, too, by the yeah. way.
3: Yeah, I, I look, I'm all for those guys. There's, I like
0: there's those no guys. doubt in my mind. He, he is in. taking <laughs>
2: him. I, I couldn't agree more, Matt. That is your round four pick. You can pencil it in. Another guy that I really like that we can also talk about as the weeks go on, Darius Robinson. Matt and I have been marveling as we watch senior bowl practice mm-hmm. right now. He is working his way into round one. We met with him at the combine. At that point, he had been playing inside. He was like 290 pounds. He lost the weight. Now he's become more of an interior rusher, an edge guy of sorts. He is absolutely toasting dudes in the trenches He might be the best
3: guy at the senior bowl right now. And he looks strong, okay? And we're talking about a guy who plays with a little violence in his body. Well, he just went against Guyton in a one-on-one drill and literally shed him.
2: And he also just (laughs) baptized poor Bo Limmer. And and, uh,
3: honestly, in in these situations, what is an offensive lineman? He's gifted to do wear guys down. Wear guys down. So these guys, defensive linemen can win these battles for a while, but then they'll wear them down. So that's really what you got to prove. All right, we'll keep it rolling. Talking uh, prospects, taking a look at – we need to bring up uh, the FSU – or excuse me, the Tennessee investigation, the latest from that. We'll do that before we are done right here on XL Primetime.
1: This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
3: XL Primetime marching towards the three o'clock hour. You got the Branch Show coming up then. We've been hanging out on a golf club of Southampton Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Always fun, especially when we get to chop up everything that's going on, uh, including some of the proceedings uh, off season uh, that have been coming out of the NCAA world. Imagine them uh, getting out their badge, uh, their police uh, search warrants, and climbing up on Rocky Top. Uh, to go sniffing around those stills and find out what's going on, and at least right now the early reporting, Matt, is that they have been they've been selling us a, a you know a, a little bit of a bill of goods. Okay, this is not very good moonshine, is is what I'm getting. There's not a whole lot of legs to what they're suggesting right now, is there? Uh, there's you mean as far as what the case against the NCAA? Yes,
0: no, what, what the gonna, NCAA is looking into. They're going to bury the NCAA with this. Is what they're going to do? Yeah, bury. I mean. The states of Tennessee and Virginia right now are now taking the NCAA to court. And I don't need to remind everybody the NCAA's history of court cases. Yeah. In a word, it's horrific. <laughs> so they're going to, this, this case will end NCAA enforcement as we know it. And frankly, I wouldn't mind. This, so this is what I wrote today, Saturday on South, and South. I, and I, you know, I asked you to go read it because you'll get a better understanding of what's going on right now. You know, the NCAA, and, and this has to be said because I think people don't re- recognize what's going on here. In 2020, 2020, in the times of masks and jabs and pandemic, okay, California and Florida, the two states, declared that their student athletes could earn off their name, image, and likeness. They didn't care what the NCAA said. Right. Okay? Thank you, Ron. So the NCAA, and they said, and it's going to be in law by July of 2021. Right. They knew for 16 months that NIL was coming, the NCAA, NCAA did. Mm-hmm. 16 months, and did nothing. Yeah. Nothing, okay? They did nothing by as far as legislation, nothing by as far as rules, guidelines, whatever you want to call it, okay? And then it happens, it arrives, and now they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So then it's the wild, wild west. Yeah. And now they don't understand how everybody, you know, they don't understand this whole third-party instance, how, well, how are teams getting players and paying players if the <laughs> coaches aren't interacting with the, with the collectives? Of course the coaches are interacting with the collectives. Yeah. Of course they are. Of course, Atkins is going to take a player to a collector to set up a deal because that's the way it should be, and it's the only way that it happens. That's the way it should be, and this is what. So throughout this entire process now since 2020, the NCA still has never once said what's wrong with players earning off their NIL. Number one, right, and number two, what's wrong with schools helping them?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there's because nothing wrong with that. It, but it, of course, you have these men and women at the head of the universities. Mm-hmm who are making billions in meteorites deals, okay? And, oh, by the way, in the last 12 months, 14 months, have literally eaten each other by expanding. Yeah. And they're worried about what a player makes in the NIL. Oh, it they're worried comical. about how a, how a school sets up a player. They're worried about how this is what they actually want to do. This is what the most amazing thing of all, actually. They floated the idea, the NCAA, of having this clearinghouse type thing where players would have to – not only register their deals, but how
3: much they were making. Yeah. Who the hell do they think they are? How right. much they're making? Well, uh, again, I told you, I said the IRS should be sending some of their agents over the NCAA's way because it's, they're so bad This is going to blow up. They, uh, they uh, the, the, the
0: states of Tennessee and Virginia are going to crush the
3: NCAA. And what's so funny is that the way the NCAA is coming at this is, uh, okay, if the university and the uh, collective want to walk arm in arm, they're trying to make sure that they follow rules instead of break rules. You would at least What rules? Right, I'm just saying. There are no I'm just, rules. I'm just saying. Just make that assumption. I'm talking about breaking NCAA rules, not not in Their only
0: rules. rule, and it's not even a rule. They
3: call it guidance. Right. So I'm anyway, not kidding.
0: That's the word they use, yeah. guidance. Yeah. And it, so, is, it is the schools cannot act as a third party,
3: Right. which is utterly stupid because how else are the collectors going to know who to pay money to? Right. And so these other stupid rules that are still out there are not what you can make off of your name, image, and likeness. It's how you go and talk to players, get players from one place to another, like providing a jet and all these kind of – well, you know, if you're in NIL world – you, uh, th- the jet is is in play now. You can include that as well, part of that, your. Well, here's another thing.
5: Who cares? Yeah, uh,
3: uh, m- believe me, you're, you're yelling at the wrong guy. But no, yes. I know you are. But yeah, my yeah. my point is, so they're they're saying, well,
0: it's it's gonna it's gonna change, it'll, it'll 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 mean there's only a select group of people that win win the championship. So in the two years since NIL, the two full years, mm-hmm. TCU played for a national championship and Washington played for a national championship. Yeah. You know why? To Johnny Come Lately.
3: And... I-L. Yeah, yeah. And Washington had been in the playoff before, so they were an established program, uh, certainly, but at the same time had not made it to the championship game. The... Washington's yeah. not there without Michael Penix. You know how they got Michael Penix mm-hmm. to Washington, away from
0: Indiana, and yeah. away from the state of Florida, where he's from. Yeah, has the ability nil. To, yeah, and the ability to transfer and also in the because portal
2: because Willie yeah. Taggart didn't want him at Florida yeah. State once upon a time. Whoops. Sorry. Well, he
3: he wasn't the same guy. He wasn't back the only one at Florida didn't <laughs> him either. So. Yeah. yeah, I know. He wasn't the same guy. But there, that is where we are. Is in the what i My whole point in that in saying that was the assertion was that you're doing something wrong instead of doing something good. Right. Is that the suit is now looking at you and saying you must be in cahoots if it's you walking arm-in-arm arm with your NIL booster buds and you must be breaking the rules. Well, no, there are new rules, and we are following them, and we're making sure players get paid. And in the end, the NCAA, I don't know what the what the final result will be, but they better figure out how to get some of this money back into the universities, or they're going to lose all so their power. So the final result is going to be there are no rules.
0: That's going to be the final result. Okay, That's number one, because – any kind of rule you put in NIL, there's going to be an attorney and a court and an appeals court. And oh, mm-hmm. by the way, remember what SCOTUS did a year and a half ago, unanimously. And SCOTUS never votes unanimously on anything, mm-hmm. unanimously about how athletes can be paid more right. than their scholarship yeah. and how and how you know Kavanaugh wrote the the the, the majority paper and he said that basically what the NCAA is doing is getting free labor.
3: Yeah, liberals okay? and conservatives. Coming yes, together everybody on that
0: agreed one. on this. So it, this is – it's not – this. I don't know why the NCAA is so, so surprised by all this. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be no rules for NIL, which is what there should be.
3: Well, at the same time, whenever I say there has to be some governance – By no
0: rules, I mean – Right. By no rules, I mean colleges are going to be allowed to be a middleman mm-hmm. between the collectives and the players. All right. I'm still – Ready they for may the end up saying, they may have a salary cap of some sort. I have no idea. Right, but then right, you're starting yeah. to get into it has are they be. are they unionized? Yeah. You know, are they
3: employees? Then you get down that go down that road. Then it's a completely different game. With right. that. I'm ready for the NCAA to lose their power in this. But there is no question there still needs to be some governance, some regulatory agent, something that says there is a threshold and a ceiling here, a minimum when you come in. You can expect that, and a maximum is where we have to top out.
0: Yeah, but then you're limiting what they can earn, and you I can't do that. You I, just
3: can't. I do understand it. At the same time, there's going to have to be some governance within universities in the total amount of money. I don't know exactly how you're ever going to govern this because there probably will always be, hey, you can't cap this. Uh, if you want to give, give a, a college athlete – $100 million, you can. If you want to show hey him, you can, which is just nuts, but I suppose it's possible in today's world. All right, we wrap it up. We're going to get ready for the Franchise Show coming up next. It's XL Primetime.